1: Welcome to the Geekiest. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he, him. Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Will, he, him, and no longer lost in a radical.
2: Yay!
3: Hello, friendos. My name is Alex. My pronouns are
2: he, him. Yes, and I'm Jeremy. My pronouns are also he, him.
4: And my name is Joe, and my pronouns are he, him.
2: Well, if you don't know... those two (laughs)
1: hi hi if you don't know those three voices then uh you have been a bad fan of this show because we have been promoting their show (laughs) quite extensively uh it is al jeremy and joe from dungeons and dummies hey hello hi (laughs) and they're not just here because they nicely asked me a while back to join them for a one shot against vecna this is totally not the payback on that totally not (laughs) Totally not. So, so I'm hearing
5: Paola is is, 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 is we bringing that back now? Is that a thing again? (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) Is it ever not a thing?
6: (laughs) Oh goodness gracious! Well, welcome.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, we we have been
0: greatly anticipating your your appearance on the show.
3: Oh, we're we're super stoked too. I think I've been messaging Joseph about it like every day for two weeks. I'm like, are, are we still doing it Monday? Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool,
6: cool, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, after the last, after the last couple of weeks of having guests uh, no show, uh, we are very thankful. And
3: uh, so. un- unfortunately, yeah. that is something Jeremy does not let us do under any circumstance. Nope, no, no. Of... Plans fall through. We'll just improv you. the whole thing. It's okay. There
0: you go. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I'll I guess yeah. <laughs> I guess uh we should uh let maybe the you know two people that live under a rock that don't know who you guys are what it is that you do.
2: Uh Alex, you're you're good at this stuff. What do we do? Oh. <laughs> what do we do? Uh no. so
3: we are Dungeons uh. and Dummies, uh or rather three-sixth. One half, I guess, of Dungeons & Dummies. Uh, we are a actual play podcast. Uh, we also are delving into kind of like more informational videos uh, for the tabletop community. Um, just a bunch of nerds that like to sit around the table, make funny voices, and make fun of each
5: other afterwards.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that's T- pretty take accurate. You, take your first mm-hmm. geek
5: point for doing the
1: math for us. Thanks. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> thank you,
5: <laughs>
3: and, thank you, and, and you're us. welcome.
1: Alex is totally not three kobolds in a coat though. Totally not. Definitely, definitely not. Oh, Allegedly, <laughs> not three kobolds in a trench coat.
4: <laughs> so that's actually twice you've been three kobolds in a trench coat, right?
3: Uh well, yeah, and come Saturday it'll be three times.
2: Oh, oh, oh really? Uh, so wow. Nine kobolds in a trench coat. That's a lot of kobolds. <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> trench
6: coat. <laughs>
1: uh while well, while well, well, we mentioned it uh alex and i will be uh weave racing this uh saturday for charity mm-hmm. so
3: come join again. us for tabletop mario kart
1: yeah <laughs> i'm no, i have no idea how that this actually works i did not get to join in on any of the <laughs> the test runs
4: how many many players by the way how many players are there they're now up
1: to
3: 35
4: oh my gosh oh dear
3: in all fairness it is it is split into five to six person races but like from me producing our show like logistically that just sounds like an absolute nightmare
1: agreed but tune in (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> we don't have to run it,
1: so it's kind be- right, of yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we are we will be raising funds for Emerge, which is a domestic violence uh, charity in Arizona, I believe. Yes, that's great guys California. geek point. And then,
0: all hell yeah!
1: And then, and then there's more. What are we doing? On, what are we doing on the third?
3: Oh, yeah. So on the third, uh, we will be running a one shot for extra life benefiting. Well, potentially an episodic uh, series for extra life benefiting Children's Hospital of Los Angeles uh, that will feature myself, Joseph, Jeremy, and a few of our other really close friends and one stranger. Uh, so that'll be super fun. Uh, donations are going to open, I think, a couple of days beforehand. If people want to donate to nominate us for inspiration or for disadvantage, etc., 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 or also if you just want to help out sick kids, because who doesn't love helping sick kids?
2: It's not an or; it's uh, it's an and. You can do both those things. You can kill our characters and help out sick sick kids. It is an.
1: and. Yeah. Uh, and and DMing will be a uh, friend of the show, multi time guest, Morgan of Mindflade Mondays.
6: Yeah.
4: Morgan.
6: I'm excited.
4: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. His last time DMing on our channel, he made that abundantly clear. <laughs> <laughs> he said, next time Jeremy DMs, or I'm not coming back.
2: Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it was nice knowing you, Morgan. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So uh,
1: every good uh, fantasy story, superhero story has a origin. Uh, Which one of you fell to Earth after leaving your exploding planet? Which of you witnessed your parents being gunned down in an alleyway? And which one of you is a half uh, Atlantean?
4: (laughs) Hmm. Well, now I feel like my character's boring. That's (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's
1: like a BuzzFeed quiz.
4: (laughs) Yeah. and, And
5: absolutely none of them got bit by a spider.
2: Ah, uh, that was gonna be mine. Point of order: I I got bit by a snake.
6: Ooh, to relax, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: A, a venomous one, a copperhead. Yeah, that happened. Oh Whoa. dear God! IRL, yeah, not not as yeah. part of a game, and well, it did happen as part of a game, just kind of to bring up old wounds. Um, some That's of my, what we're good for. Yeah, my my friends thought that <laughs> would be fun. So, but yeah, it didn't give me snake powers. I was really disappointed in that. You, the, well, you weren't, in the,
5: you weren't in, the ira- in, in the irradiated area of the uh, right. Arizona
4: desert, yes, were you?
2: That's what I did wrong. Yeah.
4: There, <laughs> and see, there you go. He was <laughs> empowered with medical bills.
2: <laughs> Ugh, the
3: worst
0: I, power ever. Right, I, w- yeah.
3: I will add that while he did not receive any snake-like powers, his finger did turn into a really cool and semi-functional pen holder.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well.
3: Oh wait, there's
5: a story. Go. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's a really good backstory to this. Go.
2: I need the details. No, I mean, um, I, I mean, there's, there's not. No, Alex made that up. <laughs> I probably could have slipped a pen in there, but it would have, it would have popped the the giant bubble that surrounded my finger oh. during that time.
1: Ooh. Oh. Not like a little necrotizing flesh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. It was well, like you a, kind was, of got a
5: superpower. You, so, so, would you say you took like three points of necrotic damage?
2: I would I would say that that Dungeons and Dragons and, and every role playing game that has ever existed does snake bites wrong. If you can if you can get bit and then like still act on your next turn, that, that game is not realistic at all.
4: I was going to say you do you do have one superpower, right? In real life, uh, you could put out candles without it hurting because there's nerve damage, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of cool.
2: You can also play guitar really poorly. <laughs> I
1: can do that without a snake bite I, I can't tell where that
2: finger is So
3: <laughs> well, what what you're saying is You've effectively encompassed Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer
5: In
2: human mm-hmm. form mm-hmm. Yes <laughs> Lovely you, you of, all, of
5: all the
3: characters
2: yeah, in that
5: show That's the one that you would shoot No come on. Well,
3: David that's, Boreanaz okay. is the only person I can think of as handsome as he is So,
0: Okay that's totally Aww, a key yeah, point yeah, though yeah. Which one of you <laughs> said, said that?
2: That's Alex That was Alex
0: Alex. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning voices here, guys. So <laughs> It's funny. Because I can I switch to my was...
3: character voice, but it's going to be way more annoying.
0: No, don't do that, because you'll make me slip into mine and then things get really weird.
2: Oh, don't tell Beautiful. Alex that his character voice is actually exactly s- the same as his voice. Yeah.
0: No, we would never tell him that.
2: To his face. <laughs> <laughs>
5: But hey, if you listen to this show when it releases on Thursday, you might hear it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I once took a character because I slipped an accent on a character, and Joe called me on it. So for the rest of the game that we were playing, whenever that P- NPC came up, it had a different accent just to screw with Joe. It's
2: <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> so glad
1: you take pay. Take enjoyment out of my pain
0: i do i do i really do anyway i think the original question was origin story how did you guys come together to create
4: dungeons and dummies mm,
3: mm, mm. uh does one of you want to feel the question or no
4: i mean you I kind of started you, it yeah. alex right
3: yeah and then so we ran um, with it
4: yeah, yeah
3: I'll, I'll i'll kind of uh i'll i'll give the condensed version because then i'll end up soapboxing and crying about how much i love these guys um oh. So, originally, like, I, I've been playing D&D since 99, um, so when it wasn't broken. Um, I had the idea to do a D&D podcast because I'd been podcasting already for a while, just not in that space. Uh, the DM that I was originally going to do it with, it was kind of wishy-washy with scheduling, and uh, Joe and I were playing video games together, like, every night at that point. He was like, oh, well, you know, if you like D&D, you should talk to my friend Jeremy. He loves D&D. I was like, all right, cool. So then I start talking to Jeremy and I quickly realized I know nothing about D&D. Uh, um, so uh, I, I, knew that, I knew that like after talking to Jeremy for like a couple months every night about D&D while he's trying to talk about other things and like, the conversation <laughs> is obviously one-sided, I was like, man, I really want to play D&D with this guy. But also, like, I don't have time to run a side game and also a podcast. So I was like, hey, Joe, let's do this podcast together. Cause I know Joe also had podcasting experience and I was like, for a DM, we can talk to Jeremy and Jeremy jumped on. And I was just like, this is going to be super fun until it wasn't. And um, <laughs> n- now uh, I'm not only getting to do a really awesome podcast. That's been, you know, steadily growing for the last 18 months or so. I also get to play in one of the best games if not the best collective game I've ever played in in the 23 years I've played this
2: game. Oh, thanks.
6: Aw.
4: Yeah, it's interesting too because I've I've known Jeremy since I was 18, uh, and I'm I'm 22 now, <laughs> so I've known him. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm 44, but I went I, I years I've known this guy, and I, I I knew he played, but when we were young, you know, it was just let's just talk to girls and get in trouble and you know then we grew up and I knew I knew he was into this stuff but it wasn't until this you know decades later I'm like well I'm going to try out D&D and I'm going to try it out with my best friend so uh, it's been kind of a a, a shocking I guess you know you've known this person for so long and then you see this this craft that he's been working on for so long and he's you know a master class in my opinion and so it's been a really good first experience. This is my first D and D I've ever done, so uh, it's been yeah, it's been really neat like seeing this side of him. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. yeah Thanks, a lot of well, fun. Well, and that
2: that was kind of the the premise of the show, right? The, the reason we called it Dungeons and Dummies is because we started off with a bunch of people that had never played before. So it was mm-hmm. it was chronicling our story, but it was also chronicling their story as as new players and just learning the game. And it's been really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, especially to watch Joe grow, just because we have that that relationship. Um, and to see him get into this game that has been such a big part of my life has been uh, really rewarding for me.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I, it, should I, be, it should be called Dungeon and Dummy now, right? I'm the only new guy. Yeah, but I, I, you don't qualify as
2: a dummy anymore. You, you make better choices than Alex no. does 90% of the time. A hundred
3: percent. But see, I have I I have I have the agency as a 20 year vet to just turn around and say, it's what my character would do. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't feel bad about it anymore.
4: That's fair. So, yeah, I guess that's our story, huh?
3: Yeah, That's, that's our story thus far.
4: That's right.
0: It's always interesting. You get to that point where you look back at your origin and then you turn around and look at what's coming next and how far you've come yeah you know i think that's something that we're doing right now so what's what's in the works for you guys we talked about in the beginning you've got some charity stuff coming up mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. um so uh jeremy feel free to like reach through your headset and slap me in the mouth if i say too much um
2: well i'll take it from there are- alex
1: okay yeah go ahead nicely done take control dm uh, take
2: control we we have several ideas for some upcoming uh games after we finish this campaign arc which has been going for like a year and a half now so it's it's time for it to to close out pretty soon and it will um the characters are almost 12th level and uh we're getting to the end of this story they're kind of wrapping up all the loose ends right now so, there's sure to be some cool boss battles up ahead, and then uh, then we'll move on to some other stuff. But we're looking at, you know, they just Wizards of the Coast just came out with um, the uh, spelljammer stuff, and I picked up the uh, the box set and instantly fell in love with it. So I definitely want to run some spelljammer ship to ship battles. And if that turns into like, I don't know, a couple of one shots or something, that would be cool. And then they uh, announced that at the end of 2023, Planescape is coming back, which, Yay! yeah, that immediately, like, hit me in all the <laughs> feels. So, uh, I don't know. It, it, we'll see where we go after this, but we definitely have some cool ideas, and we've, we've branched out and, and kind of connected with some cool talent in the community. So, uh, at this point, I feel like we could kind of go anywhere and just make it pretty good.
3: Mm-hmm. My my chest started palpitating at the sound of ship battles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can actually hear Jeremy's passion for Planescape. What, what episode was it when we first went into the planer? 60?
1: Uh,
3: 59. 59. 59, I
4: think. Yeah. Okay. No, 60, 60, you're right. Now. Yeah, 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 60. So if, if anyone wants to tune into that one, you can see how much time he put into it and his uh, voice acting on that one. It's always stellar, but this one blew my mind. He did crowds. Oh, absolutely. Crowds betting together with three different voices chatting super quick. And I'm like, I almost turned my computer off. I was like, <laughs> this is insane. I'm going to go journal. <laughs> I,
1: uh, I, 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 it just, you know, uh, as a DM, I took my, you know, the Nazi for wizards game. We, they went into the planes and then they went to sigil and, um, it's like, wow, I had to make a lot of stuff up based off of, you know, the box that's sitting behind me on my bookshelf mm-hmm. and now they're just doing the updates yep. and I kinda
2: kinda wish I'd
1: had that stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. five six months it's ago. It's interesting <laughs> trying to figure out how to take something from you know, three editions ago and and bring yeah. it into fifth edition. But the thing about D and D is mm-hmm. the mechanics change but they really haven't added a lot of lore especially fifth edition fifth editions very lore light yeah. um, so you can go back and you can dig through like second edition and third edition books and pull lore out of it and it, it's always kind of evolved right the story and the worlds mm-hmm. have all evolved throughout the editions and it, some of that was to explain the mechanics right like why we don't have tenth level spells anymore and stuff like that but it's if you just go digging for the lore and then you figure out a um 5th edition mechanic to uh, to make it work and sometimes you don't have to figure out a 5th edition mechanic you just pretend that you have and your players don't know the difference <laughs> so it, it works 100%. the lore is what matters You're never, <laughs> never. <laughs> the whole time yes. it's all been a farce uh, key point for remembering 10th levels
6: <laughs> yeah,
2: just, Joseph and I are sort of kindred spirits I think with regards to the whole planescape thing those have hit me up after oh that. my god! After that episode, I got a, a DM from him. We were both very excited to talk about Planescape for a while. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, that is that is my favorite setting.
3: If if I could flip the format on its head for a second and pose a question to the only DMs in here, so when That's do you nice. guys think we're gonna get a new Dark Sunset?
2: <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> 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 um. Dark Sun is just too not anytime it, it's soon. Too, it's yeah. far too sun. I'm sorry, I meant to say it's far too dark for uh, <laughs> modern sensibilities. You could never, you could never bring it back. Yeah, I.
1: There, I mean, there's. I like the setting, but it also was the one setting that irritated me because you had to like slip into, you know, accounting. To remember how much water were you carrying (laughs) and how much were you consuming, and (laughs) yeah, it's welcome to Asis. Here we do math, survival mode all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough one, and it's like, okay, you know, if you go to this cactus, there's a ten percent chance it's poisonous, but there's a ten percent chance it also has water.
4: (laughs) Sounds perfect for new people.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, what you're saying is, drink cactus juice. It's the quenchiest. Maybe. (laughs)
6: Maybe.
5: Yeah. See, nobody's disagreeing
1: (laughs) with me.
6: No.
5: I'll take that.
1: (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, you're all just hoping that one of the sorcerer kings doesn't lose it and kill you. Excuse me, while I write down a note. (laughs) 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 things to include in the
5: next star <laughs> okay
1: yeah oh god we're in trouble
0: <laughs> that's great oh yeah, my I, goodness
1: yeah i don't i don't i don't know if we're gonna see a dark sun i was kind of surprised that we that they actually brought Dragonlance. Yeah. i mean i know it's 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 popular but i was kind of surprised
3: Uh, I I think it'll be watered down a bit narratively compared to like what the books were again, you know, like different times. So,
1: yeah, Uh, my real question, the real question, Alex, is is when are they bringing birthright?
2: (laughs) And the answer is who
1: cares? (laughs) Because I need a little bit of Highlander in my D&D. Yeah.
3: Can I can I nominate you for two geek points for bringing up birthright and Highlander in the same sentence and yeah. making it flow
0: in the same sentence? Yeah. That is uh, that that is talent, sir. I will I will second those geek points. Thank you. Thank you
6: very much.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's a fun question. We're talking about favorite settings. What is everybody's? I mean, like, okay, we know what Joe's favorite setting is, and Alex apparently. What about the rest of you? No,
1: it was Jeremy. Uh, yeah, mine.
0: yeah, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Sorry.
3: Um. For me, ten out of ten, and I've I've said this before. So Jeremy has the receipts. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I've always been like a massive, massive, massive spell jammer fan. Any yeah. um, anybody any any opportunity to live my treasure planet fantasies <laughs> in semi real <laughs> life, I will take.
0: That is yeah, a key point. Say
2: points.
4: Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm everything's new to me, but I think. I think the planer was probably the most interesting. Uh, it was it was such a stark difference from what we were playing before. So, uh, so far in my short career, I think that's probably my favorite. It's really amazing.
0: That's mm-hmm. super cool.
3: You heard it here first. Joe, Joe thinks Toril is the worst plane. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: is that what I said? All right. Basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically. <laughs>
0: It's translating, it's fine. Yeah, what about you? What's yours? You know what? It's funny because, like, I'm kind of a world builder snob. Like, I I, I look at all of the settings and I look and I go, okay, this is cool and this is cool. And I like that. I'm going to build my own shit. And I never use, (laughs) I, I just don't end up using other settings I end up building my own and like taking a little bit from this and a little bit from that and like I love like I love Teldore and like Matt Mercer's settings and stuff and like there's stuff that I've taken from that um but I think I'm just too ADHD for one fucking setting like I just (laughs) I just grabbed from this and that so I can't say that I really have one but I am because I didn't get to play Spelljammer originally I didn't get to actually play in a game, so I am looking forward to Spelljammer. I do love the idea of it, and I think that that one is probably going to be one that I'm going to really sink my teeth into.
3: Beautiful. Who doesn't want to be a hippo with a blunderbuss?
1: Yeah. Right. Space Hello. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she does play a halfling with a uh, with a pepper box, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My halflings.
6: She's a little bit yep.
0: crazy. Um, <laughs>
6: your, your then, favorite.
0: Will.
5: Uh it, it put me on the sword coast of the forgotten. Mm. It's fair. Just there you go. At anywhere on the sword coast and I will be a ha- I, I will be a happy room. Because <laughs> there there's and you you have anywhere you can go. There are any numbers of adventures you can find yourself in the middle of. From banditing through, you know, uh, through any of the forests to robbing people. Going on water. the high seas in the Sea of Swords <laughs> to, you know, there, there, there's literally too many places that you can go to where you can always have a good time.
3: Man, I never thought. And of everything's a... different. Sword Coast really has a security problem, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, like it's every town, every town's being besieged by a dragon.
1: <laughs> well, except except for the one that got that got ripped to hell. <laughs> yeah, except for the big one that got pulled into the hells. Yeah, beautiful. What a what a stark
5: contrast. <laughs> and and any and, and any city that has my rogue in it. <laughs>
1: there you go a major crime factor. <laughs> I'm I'm so disappointed no one mentioned Greyhawk. Oh god. No, really.
2: But I, oh, Wait, is uh, Greyhawk uh, anyone's I, favorite? I think Greyhawk in the world?
1: No. <laughs> no. Uh maybe a guy got. <laughs> okay. Probably, there was probably a little one, one of those about,
3: just one was TikTok, TikTok guy where It's like
1: name your favorite this would be nobody's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's probably the favorite of the Gygax we don't talk about. He who shall not be named. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Though they do like to take pieces and stuff from the Greyhawk setting.
2: Yes. Well, especially wizards, right? They love to pull wizards yes. and mm-hmm. monsters out of there, but they won't uh, release a campaign <clears throat> setting. Whole, whole adventure. wing pulling
1: wizards. Sounds <laughs> It sounds dirty.
2: Either dangerous yeah, or dirty. It sounds like I'm a good sure band which. name. Not, it sounds.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say that's a good cover band name. What do you? What kind of music do that's, you that's think that metal. is? That's oh, metal. <laughs> that's definitely wizards.
1: Yeah, yeah, make, that's. They do Rainbow and Geo covers. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, point
3: fe- featuring Jeremy Finn on the herd. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daddy made
5: that
0: himself is also a Geek point. Oh
5: dearest, it's beginning to unravel. This is about the time where KK says let's go shopping. why <laughs> are, are we buying ducks today?
0: Uh no ducks oh. today. And 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 I'm gonna give you oh, who that was, was that? Me. Who said that? Was
3: Jeremy. That was Jeremy. I, I, I wrote that was Jeremy. Anyway. Okay.
0: That's that's a geek point All for right. knowing the ducks. <laughs> I had the DM of, uh, I have a game that I play over at Adventure Gaming Store, uh, and I had the DM of that come to me uh, for our game on Saturday night, and he sat down and was like, okay, so these ducks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you've been listening to my show!
1: (laughs) Oh, that's the person doing it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's all him. (laughs) Try to tell people, but they just keep listening i mean
0: (laughs) yeah no i have uh there is a little bit of toy news but not not ducks tonight
1: so that's it i'm off
0: (laughs) although can we cut cut this early (laughs) can we cut just we're done that's it fuck you guys This no
1: numbskulls that's it
0: i was just gonna say let me check numbskulls
1: (laughs) and
5: amazingly enough i have no toy news either
0: oh my goodness well
5: it it I, I I do have a l- kind of toy news, but it's sad toy news.
2: Aww. You broke your Barbie.
0: What oh, is no. your sad toy news? This is
5: America.
3: Sad news <laughs> is still news.
0: That's, that's <laughs> daily. Okay. Yeah, no 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 new decks on dumb skull. <laughs> What's is that the sad toy no, news?
5: No.
2: <laughs> no. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for Will's sad toy news. <laughs> You have to listen to the
0: show then to listen to Geek News.
2: We're not going to do any spoilers, all right. (laughs) This section
5: of the show is focused on you guys.
0: Right, we're talking about you. Okay, so we got the origin stories of the crew as a whole, Um, but there is always the individual, how did you become the magnificent geeks that you are? Because everybody has somewhere that they started. Somebody handed them a comic book, or they had a family member that played D&D or something like that. So, where was where was the beginning? Where was the baby geek?
2: Hmm. Who's starting this?
3: I'll I'll, I'll let you go Ooh. first. Moi? Okay. Time to sh- time to well, shine, sir.
2: It was it's Oh boy, the 1980s. You can okay. hear <laughs> this. We need to roll for <laughs>
5: That's it. I uh, the- I'm going to step in as a, as a, as a partial DM. Yes. A
2: Here we go. There we go. <laughs> I have,
3: I have my one. dice tray. Hold on. Oh, yeah, this two.
6: He, he was ready. A
1: one.
2: All right. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I guess a two beats a one.
0: Okay.
1: It's pretty much all
2: mathematics. Mm. That does work that way. So, Joe, you can probably go first um, because you have a really good chance of getting yeah, yeah. higher than a two.
4: I don't have any dice by me, so I'm not getting any geek points, but, uh, I don't, I mean, D&D obviously is new to me, uh, but I mean, I've been playing RPGs and board games since I was a little kid. Um, so I, I guess it started pretty young. I, my parents didn't allow me to have like a Nintendo or anything. So the second I got around video games, I was like a crackhead and it hasn't stopped. So I think that's where I got a lot of my interest in RPGs, if that's fair, I've uh, uh-huh. played a lot of RPGs, um, and then you know, meeting Jeremy and meeting some of my other friends that are into these type of things, like you just kind of connect with them from there. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm newer to this, but it it was ultimately yeah, Alex and Jeremy that got me into it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I guess I'm the boring <laughs> one of the three, because Jeremy, I think this was what yeah. at birth, right? Mm-hmm. You you were that destined for this
2: actually in the womb. Not blurring, me. just a late bloomer. It was weird. But, you
6: know. <laughs> Ooh, Can't still had it. A little placenta on the wall. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, kill oh. <laughs> <Hey, Paul. laughs> him. Hey, Bob. Don't shame him. This is his <laughs>
4: origin story. <laughs> it's special to me.
3: You'll have time for yours, okay? All right, go, Alex. You got a two.
4: Leave <laughs> his placenta alone. <laughs>
3: I, I did roll it too, but do you want to go first? I mean, I feel like your story is much more interesting. Everything that comes out of your mouth is more well, interesting we'll than what, what I have to say. To so, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> He's modest to everyone. I'm, I'm, I am the humblest person. <laughs> <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, um, I I was super blessed. I grew up in a household with a lot of books, um, not a lot of money, but a lot of books. Um, I didn't start learning English until I got into the first grade. Uh, my family is from the Ukraine, uh, and my dad used to read me the same copy of the Hobbit over and over and over again for like the first five years of my life. And then once I started Uh, learning to read, that was the first book I started learning to read in my native language. And the easiest way for me to kind of adapt to English speaking was I had both books side by side since they were literal translations and I would just follow the words back and forth. Um, in addition to that, like we didn't really get like a ton of like modern American cartoons until I was like eight or nine. So a lot of it was like watching my dad's old Hobbit VHS and then like Pink Floyd's The Wall, which looking back was probably very <laughs> scarring as a child and explains a lot of the mental issues that I have now.
2: Um, God's, <laughs> You're not um, wrong. No.
3: Yeah. I mean, my, my dad was super into, you know, like all things, fantasy, Lord of the Rings, uh, tales from Earthsea, sea, which I feel like nobody knows about for whatever reason, even though it's one of the greatest novelizations of all time, shout out. Ursula K. Okay. We'll go in, rest in peace. Um, but like, I, I just, I don't know. I grew up in it, but like tabletop was always like the last vestige of nerddom that I was like, okay, if I dip into this, I've gone too far. Um, Says the guy who's eleven years old, sitting on his laptop in his bedroom playing RuneScape while also playing Warcraft Three on his desktop. Um,
6: That's gracious. But it's
1: just,
3: uh, too it's just too yeah, far. Just <laughs> too. It was. I was uh, no tabletop is the last vestige. I refuse to go there. That's going to be the thing that puts me over the edge. Um, but, uh, I, I, pu- I played for a hockey team where we decided our, our coach at the time was a DM and this was 98. Uh, and he was like, well, we're going to try this team building exercise and see how it goes. And everyone's like, okay, this is going to be super stupid. And at the end of the first session, I was like, this is the only game I want to play for the rest of my life. And now, ta-da, here I am.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good story. I shouldn't <laughs> have gone last.
3: Ah, <clears throat> uh, you
6: never yeah, beat it <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that's very cool. Um, we share the Hobbit connection, sir. Um, my parents read uh
2: Shakespeare and Tolkien to me for bedtime stories. Oh, that's awesome! And and Ursula K. Le Guin is phenomenal, people need to get familiar.
3: Yep, uh, Geek Points to Jeremy for being the only person that shouted out Ursula K. K. Le Guin. uh,
2: My mom got an autographed copy of one of the books for me when I was too little to understand what that meant. And I have it somewhere. I need to I need to find it. But yeah, it is a it's a pretty cool trophy.
3: I think I yeah. think you told me that before and then I told you I had to go walk the dogs, but I actually just had to walk away because <laughs> I was really upset.
2: Yeah. Uh your dogs do need a lot of walking when we talk. It's weird.
3: They do, yeah, it's
2: weird. So uh my my turn, I guess. Um yeah, it was it was the yeah. late nineteen eighties. Um I was hanging out with my friends, um One of them named Eleven. She was pretty cool, a little bit weird. No? Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) My man man is right. No. Late 1980s. (laughs) I'm I'm in uh, like late middle or uh, elementary school or middle school, and uh, we had some geeky friends that we started making this game on graph paper. We would make the same map twice, and then one of us would mark uh, little traps on the map, right? And so then you had to move from square to square, and you had to get from the start of the map to the end of the map. And if you stepped on a trap, there was no indication where the – it was just pure luck, right? But if you stepped on one of the squares where the trap was, you Mm -hmm. died. Then it was your turn to make a map. And we had so much fun playing this game while other kids were doing, like, I don't know, sports or whatever kids did. And I took it home to my my mom, and I'm like, hey, look at this game that we've been playing. And she's like, huh, those look like our old D&D maps. So she busts out these pieces of graph paper for her like first edition D&D maps, right? And I'm, like, I'm just intrigued. I, I was spellbound. So I start asking her questions. What is this? What is this Dungeons and & Dragons? And she starts telling me how her and my dad and my uncle and some of their friends used to play. And they just sit around and tell stories. And one of them is kind of in charge of the stories. And the others play these characters. And I'm like, well, I have to have this. So we went out and bought some second edition books. And... Um, I, I gathered my group of friends together and, and we would play for like 15 minutes and then we would just revert to like silly phrases and I don't know. I don't know what we did, but we never really got through a full adventure until maybe high school. And I had this clubhouse. Joe remembers my clubhouse. It was really cool. And that was like, yeah, it was
4: amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was boiling hot was. In there, by the way, but these two little windows, oh that opened, like
2: no insulation, <laughs> no AC or anything. And we would just hang out up there, not Joe, but my other friends that were willing to endure the heat, Would hang out up there. I would make them, I would make them all, it was like an eight by 10 room. I would make them all sit on one side and I, the DM, would sit on the other side. It was, I don't know why they came back, honestly. But I, I would railroad them through these adventures. I remember running the Temple of Elemental Evil and if they didn't go, like, they didn't do what the, the book said was the next step. I was like, oh, do you want to do this? You guys should do this. It was horrible. I was probably the worst DM in the history of the world. Uh, but somehow they they endured through all of that with me. And uh, I guess I just, I made it through the editions, and people continued to play with me for whatever reason. And um, it's just a, a testament to the fact that if you, if you love something um, and you suck at it, stick with it, and eventually, you'll become mediocre.
4: It's better yes, to be mediocre exactly. than bad, right? That'll That'll say. Say. <laughs> <laughs> that old
6: thing. That chestnut.
4: He is being humble, though. You can see the years. You can see the experience. It's really amazing. It really is. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm gonna have to pay more attention to you guys. Absolutely. If Bye-bye. you
3: guys want. If you guys want a really easy start contrast, go watch me, who's been DMing this game for about nine years, run our three-part one-shot series. Um, you'll probably end up muting half of it, but go watch that. And please then tra-
6: transition stop.
3: over to literally anything Jeremy has run on our channel. And the difference is, like, I consider myself a really good DM for, like, a group of friends. The difference is, Jeremy is... I was gonna say a showman, but I like this phrase that that Joe used once, like a long time ago. And Joe was like, "You know what I really love about like the cast that we have is that we're all hams, and Jeremy is the <laughs> greasiest <laughs> ham of all. Like...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the dude, it, the,
0: big he, point. He
3: he loves like I, you can tell that he loves DMing, but the dude is just such a natural showman. Like it's it's fun to just sit and watch him sometimes. Like yeah, playing is cool." But then watching somebody DM at a level that while you're like, I'll probably be this good when I'm like 96 years old, if my brain's still functioning, like the dude has, like, achieved a witchdom of DMing. I I don't know how else (laughs) to explain it. Like,
4: (laughs) I like that. That's a
0: good description.
4: The writing and the and the the voices, man. It's It's it's
6: absolutely
1: incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Fun. I I, I, I have. i was gonna add praise to you jeremy uh episode 60 uh your your boy alex was like you have to listen to this one you you have to watch this one he puts on a clinic and i'm like okay all right let me take a listen and uh yeah yeah you put on a fucking clinic made brought my uh my, 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 self-worth issues right back up to the top. Wow, that is God. not the goal. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and I think
2: I appreciate like everybody's <laughs> saying nice things. Wow. But I think what a- there's things that I need to work on. There's a lot of things I need to work on. And I enjoy watching other people DM because I'll be like, or even just play, you know? And I, I look at it and I'm like, Oh dude, that's so brilliant. How they, how they do, you know, whatever it is that they're doing well. And the more, you know, we can beat ourselves up about everything we do. We not living up to our own expectations for ourselves, right? I think everybody does it, but if you can get past that and just go, "Hey, here's a thing. One thing I want to work on, and bring that in, and s- stop comparing everybody to everybody else because everybody, you know, DMs differently. But just figure out what's something I want to work on. Mm-hmm. What are my strengths? Do figure out your strengths because I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of those, and I play to my strengths. I definitely do, but. I'm always trying to figure out like what can I do better and and just work on it incrementally. So
0: I would like to subscribe Aaron to your masterclass.
4: I, I am. He's yeah. actually working so on one. Yeah,
5: you're 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 gonna do a TED Talk win. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks for right coming now, to my man. TED
5: Talk. Right.
3: He really, he, <laughs> really tru- <names laughs> <up there. laughs> he truly is the best at being humble.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Really right. is uh... all right. Let's let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay now so let's, let's say, now I said something nice. Uh, Vecna.
6: Yeah. Let's rehash uh, Vecna because that Vecna? was that was oh, actually no. that's
2: a great example of something I could have worked on. But I was so I was so confident. So if you're listening and you didn't watch the Vecna one shot, it was over in an instant, right? Kayla, Kayla, you were gonna you were gonna <laughs> tune in after your shower, and and what happened?
0: yeah 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 i figured it was gonna take a while like it was there was gonna be some wind up and it was gonna take a bit and i i had to get to bed you know like at a certain time that night so i was like okay i'm gonna take a shower and by the time i get out of the shower they'll be getting into the meat of it and i can lay down and watch it until it's done i got out of my shower and you guys were done
2: that's how fast yeah
0: and i don't take super long showers
2: so
0: that's accurate yeah what well, what let me what happened something.
3: Um. <laughs> what,
2: See, what happened, happened was.
0: was. <laughs> so what I, I was I just finished
2: um Stranger Things, and I was like, oh Vecna is the most powerful thing, right? And uh and then I look at the D and D stat block and I'm oh. like, oh he's like a CR I don't even know what it is like, it's, it's really high like CR twenty five twenty six yeah. 26? And then I start, you know, you look in the DMG and it tells you, like, this CR is good for this many characters at this level. And you'll you have to do all the calculating for the experience awards or whatever. But I figured out that um, four, what was it, four or five uh, 20th level characters that we had, they should have been able to take on, mm-hmm. like, a CR 20, 21, something like that. And this guy was 26. So there was no way they were going. He was way outside, almost. I think it was double their what their experience point uh, reward should have been. And uh, I just thought he was going to mop the floor with him. And I had this plan for opening up. I, I researched like who was the the weak, who had the weakest will save, because I was going to attack that person with a charm monster and get them on Vecna's side and just turn the tables instantly, right? And then. I just, I, I played poorly. I got Alex. Alex was the weakest will, as usual. And the first attack, as always. And, and Alex...
6: I too, play, I too play to my strength. And Alex
2: took with him, I gave him all like different level uh, magic items that they could take. And Alex had a necklace of fireballs. So Vecna immediately looks at Alex's character and goes, Fireball the Paladin, all of them. And Alex fails his will save and he on his turn he has to fireball the paladin. But then on the paladin's turn, he moved up to Vecna. I had no more moves. I couldn't move Vecna away. And so Alex had to fireball point. the paladin and it just nice. toasted Vecna and then everybody else just beat him up. It was it was really sad. What was it? It was it was
3: the equivalent to what, like a four it would have been the equivalent to like a what, a fourteenth yeah. level fireball yeah, with all
1: those beads? Yeah,
2: it was, it was huge and it didn't yeah it didn't hurt the paladin as much as it hurt vecna
3: I, I i will add though the that one shot as brief as it was and as like you know whatever as it was to defeat vecna in like essentially <laughs> one combat rotation it it did birth one of my like greatest like from a viewership perspective one of my gr- favorite moments in like the history of D, which was jeremy like narrating the opening And then a shambling corpse walks into the middle of the room before we even see Vecna. And, like, a weird automaton drops down from this church's steeple and, like, slowly lowers down. He takes it and he groans and then goes into the best (laughs) Michael Buffer impression I have ever heard in all my days. Yes. That Michael Buffer monologue was incredible. I would have tuned in for the Michael Buffer monologue alone.
4: Yes. Well, Chris. Was, Chris was the yes. paladin, right?
3: Chris was the paladin. I think Chris had the. Night I remember he one. was
4: stacking smites on you, and he hit you oh. for like,
6: yeah, it was, was like ninety-six this, like, damage,
2: dude.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: between that and and Morgan. Oh God! And Echo his Knight clones, like yes. having like shadows or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean,
0: no. So, so I, here's I will, here's the ultimate question. What did you learn? What would you, if you were to advise someone else to play Vecna? <laughs> yeah. Now, well, I think,
2: what would you tell them?
5: Not use that. Don't <laughs> allow one <laughs> of your characters to have a necklace of fireballs. Yeah. Have
2: high will There space. you go. Um, I think that you need to, you need to have Vecna as the boss and you got to wear them down first. You got to send them through the gauntlet, right? Vecna does not exist in a vacuum. He exists at the top of a tower and you have to fight your way up through all of his minions to get to the top of the tower. By the time your players get there, they should be at half their health and have half of their spell slots expended. That is the key.
3: Mm-hmm. Also, maybe yeah, over some not layer not actions. Idea. I don't
2: know. Why does he not have lair actions? Some
1: lair <laughs> action. Yeah. Some legendary actions. Yeah, both. Or legendary actions. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, they, I mean, I, and that was something I think we talked to, I don't know if we talked about it on stream or after stream, but we like, did, we, we recorded, I think our conversation about the actual encounter, <laughs> yeah, was longer not- than the
3: encounter itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like we were, we were looking at him and then like comparing him to other CR 20 plus things. And it was just like, this is very underpowered for supposedly yeah. a CR, whatever it
2: was. It was embarrassing.
1: I I I honestly don't think the fault is on you for that, Jeremy. No, not at all. I mean,
3: there were so I many like variables. Victory right, <laughs> as he does his victory laps. Um, number one, like like you like you mentioned, Jeremy, like we we decided right. to produce it in a bubble, right? Like we wanted to test, hey, thematically for the CR rating that they set and the experience level that they set, even going in fully geared, full health, full spell swats for level twenty characters. Just the CR and the XP yeah. alone says we should have gotten mopped before players. And on top of that, also, number one, you made the terrible mistake <laughs> of letting me cast it. Uh, letting me cast it with two other people who have been playing this game for 20 plus years and are both Dungeon Masters, and then letting us confer beforehand and decide, yeah. okay, this is how we're going to absolutely mop this dude. Because there was like, I think, what, Joe, that thread had like, Twenty wait like ten days of just strategy meetings essentially where we were like, okay, if we're gonna do martial classes, they can't have melee weapons, they have to be ranged, because Vector can't react on unless it's arranged or unless it's a melee attack. It was just it it just devolved into pure chaos yes. and WWF
1: memes. <laughs> I was gonna say don't leave out don't leave out the wrestling memes, because we we oh did fill up that Sorry, uh, WWF yes, memes are
2: now. Yeah, that's tricky because they were WWF oh, memes. For those
3: of us. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, for those of us born pre 1995, WWF can be two things, okay? <laughs>
4: yeah. I still call it that on accident. Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. I did that recently. I was like, oh, yeah, this is terrible.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm old. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, there was a lot of. I, I remember what was the we were, we were at one point all talking about doing mm-hmm. monk barbarians for for, for yeah. the party to to lock down and just beat on. Uh, we that we were all we were all gonna grab. Two of us were gonna grapple, and the other two were just gonna melee.
0: Goodness gracious!
1: Yeah, I just kept walking around going. I'm playing a wizard going up against Vecna. This this is not going to end well.
0: And I this and is- I kept telling him, "I'm like, why are you playing a wizard, you? D- what? Because? I, but you're get you're telling me this isn't <laughs> going to end well, but you're going to play a wizard anyway.
3: I mean, he actually yeah. played like a super integral role. I, I like because obviously from the background, like we were all judging too. Me and Morgan were like, what the f- what the fuck is Joseph thinking? Like, but okay, dude, like you're a guest. I'm not going to tell you what to play. But, I mean, he burned oh, yeah. all his legendary resistances, right, Jeremy? With all his reactions? When, when dropped first him, he dropped the counter spells he was
4: done. He was out. Yeah. Do you think or it's just, worth doing a rematch?
2: Would, uh, now
4: that you've a learned
3: a
2: so much? I would be, um, Ooh.
4: Ooh. I
2: would... Yeah, I would want to run you through the whole tower. Run us through the whole and, tower.
4: And Do I would, it. And I would, but, but, you know, that's what you learned, right? I
2: would also run you through the lower Because
4: you'd want them beat level. up a little, right?
2: I think, level 20, you're just... You're gods at level 20, Nothing can stop you. So I would yeah. probably drop it down. Yeah. If you were doing the whole tower, I would probably probably drop it down to like, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And then if we were just doing a rematch of just, you know, this the squared circle with Vecna and, and the party, I'd probably drop you down to fourteen. I think that would be a fair match. A group of fourteen level PCs versus Vecna. Yeah, I think in so too. I think that would be fair.
3: I think I think we've talked about this, Jeremy, like you and I extensively and then also me and Joseph. Like, yeah, dude, 20th level is just really crazy because it's like, hi, my name is Alex. My pronouns are he, him, yes. and today I will be playing yeah. Helm, the Vigilant One. And yeah. like,
1: I am Helmister right. from Shadowdale. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see those 10th level spells.
0: That's key points for both of you. <laughs>
1: I can't
6: That's get point. to the same joke twice. Uh, oh,
1: dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that became a rule? When did that become a rule?
4: Well, yeah, because oh, oh, okay.
2: we're fucked if that's the rule. <laughs> oh, I was true, told okay. whose line
1: is it anyway? Has no rules?
2: <laughs> that's correct. I would, I would like to do some. No rules. <clears throat> well, we have one rule. Yeah,
6: yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. We learned about that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Other than that, whatever you want. So who okay,
4: would, yeah, besides That's back where now, I was just
2: going with that. Go
4: ahead. Right. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm gonna go
3: back and delete like half my half my geek points then. Referring no, back no, to you're the, fine. the only rule.
0: <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, but okay, so you've played what like because this is a fun concept and I've thought about this a lot. Like, besides Vecna, what would you like to throw at a party? Like, what's the monster or the god or the whatever that you have not been able to mm-hmm. just Sink your teeth into and I've throw at a party. What would it be?
2: A real um, hard spot for Orcus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's you sadistic just, bastard. Oh, <laughs> God. Orcus is so <laughs> gross, dude. And he's so you know he's so chaotic. And that that right there is I think that's scarier than the evil personally. Just the the chaos, the raw chaos of Orcus. Mm-hmm. But I would want to do that one. I'd want to do it right, you know. You you're gonna to have to get to him somewhere on his layer of the abyss and move through all of his minions, and then get to Orcus as these twentieth level characters, and then he just tortures the hell out of you.
6: Yeah, he kind of looks like I a Balrog.
4: I'm looking him up right now. He looks like a Balrog, right? He's like a demon. Mm-hmm. Oh. My God.
3: Um, I will have you know that there is uh, there is copyright r- issues with that, Joe. It is actually a bayor in D&D because Tolkien <laughs> Society, you guys suck. Oh, wait, Val
4: this rug. isn't a D&D podcast. We can say Trent. We can say, say treants. We, we can always say Trant. Yeah.
2: It's Ent. It's Ent. Trent. <laughs> Who's Trent? Trent Reznor. <laughs> Who's
6: Trent?
4: Remember? Trent resin. Really we'll tell you all about him.
3: <laughs> Trent resin.
5: <laughs> Even the trees walk in those movies.
6: <laughs> That's a key point. Um,
1: I, I, as, as a DM, I would love to throw Tia yeah. At, yeah. yeah at a party. Oof. Ooh.
0: Oof. Every day, my dear, you confirm to me that you are a sadist.
1: It's a uh, it's a thing. I mean, need come a, on. Now. You needed confirmation um, on that. <laughs> but true. Listen, I, really, watched but... D- I watched those I watched those D and D cartoons as a kid. And if the you know Cavalier and Ranger and fucking Bobby the Barbarian, yeah, in like the first yeah, 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 yeah. they can t- they can like <laughs> at least you know make make Tiamat you know start thinking about things. Like, I don't know, your fifth level party should be able to do something, right? Hey, not
5: not for, oh not my for nothing. Oh my god! Even now, they start off. You can you just you start playing the, the you start playing the game as a god, and then you have to go as the, as the, the the feckless whelp.
2: Wait, are you suggesting so, so a button somewhere?
1: game? But I I I kind of did I'm, something I'm, like I'm that. Kind to of to not kind of. <laughs>
5: I'm I'm kind of thinking more like uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh, no. You start off at the ability to just whoop Vader's ass, and then all of a sudden you become, you know, the feckless whelp. <laughs> I think that entire <laughs> trilogy was just a feckless whelp. But I,
2: but I think Geek Points should See, be I awarded. I wasn't going to go there,
3: but... Um, I, I, that's okay, man. I'm... Uh, yeah no for sure i have it written down but i i am uh i'm an absolute star wars fanatic like to the point my fifth grade uh my fifth grade final book report was on the star wars encyclopedia i'll I'll sit here and trash the new trilogy all day that's okay i'm here for it okay but i get
1: i I get top your fifth grade uh book report i wrote a i wrote a paper in college in my uh, comparative religions class detailing the religion of
6: the force Mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm, did you hear book. how he said
4: 5th grade book report? It was kind of <laughs> yeah. smarty. When I was in college. I'll top your 5th grade <laughs> book report. <laughs> <laughs> my dissertation was on it.
3: It's not. Listen, it's. I mean, okay, it's kind of my fault that I didn't finish 5th grade till I was 18, but it is what it is.
2: Uh, Joseph, you're going to have to send me that dissertation. Perseverance, finally, my friend. You finally got that.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord, who knows where that is anymore?
2: Oh,
6: <clears throat>
5: so this whole well, conversation started with a purpose, and I can't remember what the hell it was. It was like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, purpose the, on
6: this show.
1: Ah, uh, the beautiful world of podcasting. Uh, when the hell did that happen? <laughs> well, What's I was today? told it was
5: my. J- I was told it was my job to get us back around, on, to 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 stay somewhat like on topic. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's, it's who, that, do wanna, who do you want to
2: topic is do you want to kill your players uh, with? We've been doing this. You've done your job
1: ah yes that was that was yes. were what, <laughs> what, what legendary big bad would that you like to use or big good i mean i i don't not for nothing ooh. i just want to
5: see i i, I want to see a mutated a, beholder
1: a
6: mutated beholder. could you do
3: me a favor and exp- and give me a, a quick summation of what a mutated beholder looks like because last time i checked what a beholder right, right. what like. is an it it was pretty aberrant. gross already already
0: mutated
5: <laughs> okay jay j- j- yeah, take take, take, Emberins, your, take your beholder and crack it up on steroids and turn okay. the volume
4: up to
2: eleven.
6: Ooh. It
4: has a cobalt body, but a beholder head.
2: <laughs> and the little feet just dangle as it floats. They just do like, Scooby Doo run in the air.
4: Yeah, and it just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can't
2: no, it has the T.
4: It
5: has it has the, the heads on its tentacles.
0: Right there, you go. my god oh, that wow. head
5: on tentacles. No. Oh,
0: geez. So now we're doing mashups.
5: Well, hey, you know the, more, the is multiverse a is a thing. This
6: is true, and mm-hmm.
5: multiverse is
1: going everywhere now. So why not D and D? I mean, that isn't that Morton Caden book? Morton Caden's something of the multiverse.
3: Uh that book is oh, no longer. The canon, sir, that was taken off D and D Beyond no, no, after the new one came not, out.
4: No, no. Oh, it is no the most. Yes, that's
5: right. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Did Did Joe just lay down the the correction? Smackdown voice. You outfit. did, and you, I know. you you did,
1: <laughs> Joseph. I'm surprised at you. Be nice <laughs> to our guests; they won't come back. <laughs> but but we were talking D and D, and and they—I mean it was—and
5: somebody said something. Some somebody said something that 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 you you just you, you took the DM voice on. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. In in all fairness,
3: if if I got the DM voice for more people in my day to day life, I would be way less of a trash panda than I am now.
4: Line, right? Is that a
2: WWF Trash Panda? Or... Take the point. <laughs> I'll give you a big point. For that. That's
0: great. Oh geez.
4: So, Jeremy, Ooh. I mean, obviously, you're not going to, you know, spill the news on what you're going to throw at us. But is are are there any? Creatures that you're going to throw at us that you've never de- like well, used I mean, before no or have here, wanted right? to use in our campaign?
2: In two days, you're about to fight uh, an, uh, an adult green dragon. Right. And I have done really not a lot with dragons um, in my games. I've played in games with dragons, but I've not actually uh, played the dragons much. Uh, at least not adults, not when they get like the cool moves. So this guy's got all kinds of like Fortnite dances down, so he's going to... He's going to let loose. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's he's going to kill us all in floss. I can't wait. <laughs> uh,
2: and then, I don't know, there's there's some other... There's there's some that have been building up, right? Like, <clears throat> I, I've got a... Like I've got a I like the devils a lot, and there's been devils kind of as a recurring theme throughout the campaign. As you know, Asmodeus is going to be the big... The BBEG. And, um, but you still have to contend with... Um, with Angelica, right? That's that's kind of a loose thread that we need to tie up, and she's been way too powerful for you guys for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're getting to the point where you could uh, you could you could square up. So maybe that's in the future.
6: Yeah. hmm
3: I have a <laughs> dwarf sure a corpse, corpse to loot when yeah, we get there, there. There'll be something. <laughs> I have a dwarf pile of ashes to loot when we get there.
1: <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> that friends is the joy of D anD D. You kill yeah. things, you lose their bodies.
3: The true, the true joy of D anD D is playing Dungeons and Dragons and making it through an entire campaign uh, without it, running it into a dragon. or a
4: dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way less actually. Yeah, I, I, hey, we have been in dungeons, so. Well, we've been we in a lot of ruins, just, right? So, yeah. We literally just got
1: out of one. Dark.
4: Yeah.
2: It was a long time.
3: Yeah. What is the Underdark yeah. if not one giant dungeon? I mean, come on, Drist. I, I, I know you feel me, dog. Got a geek point right there?
2: <laughs> Drist reference? I mean, that's kind of like the obvious. <clears throat> uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah. a good point. The Drist reference? Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, okay. It was yeah, a way. La- it was a point.
3: lazy phone in. You can you can pass it up. I, I mean, I, don't, I,
1: don't, I mean,
3: <laughs> just based just based on my sheet, Jeremy's gonna crush everybody, anyways. So i <laughs> been earning points. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just, you
0: guys are you guys are pretty even.
3: Not on, not on this sheet, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you keep in um, score too? Is that what you're telling me?
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Well, just for my you're just for my personal dude. nominations.
5: Uh yeah, no. <laughs> falling out, uh, Kayla,
6: on we'll her to, one
5: job on the
3: job,
6: right? As Jeez.
3: as they say, when it comes to finances, if my nose fits,
0: <laughs> we'll have to compare at the end and see uh,
3: see, uh, no. see how
0: how your your <laughs> stacks up to mine. Okay, for sure. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what we're talking about anymore. That oh. was a double entendre.
5: I appreciate that.
0: There we go. It's good.
6: <laughs> I, I,
5: apparently we're talking about the size of their sheets. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on this, I'm going to stay yeah. the hell out of it.
6: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I I I will point out that uh the not Safe for wizards campaign they have wow. encountered both a dragon ahead of the and, curve, and, my and friend. a dungeon, so
0: Yes, we have. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dragon was on baby. the nose of you. <laughs> Listen. That was a great callback.
0: Well done, sir.
1: That's <laughs> all I'm good for. <laughs> Let's be real.
0: I don't think my last my last long term campaign, yeah. I don't think they encountered a dragon or were in a dungeon at any point.
1: Um the the fairy tale? Yeah. Didn't no, that was a cave. That wasn't a dungeon. Yeah.
0: Uh, they were in a cave. Wasn't really you haven't been in a dungeon. Really. But then yeah. they only got through like three kingdoms, so
3: Welcome to we'll session see. thirty-seven. You're still sitting at the bar in the inn.
1: Wait, yes, they're, they're, they're go, still shopping. No, no, yeah. we did go through a dungeon when we went through the temple, and and that's jungle book.
0: true. That's true. The Jungle Book. Yeah, that, that, I guess that can be considered a dungeon because it was like an underground entrance, and they came up through. Yeah, yeah, that's that was as closest to lots of you So
4: you guys are all DMs, right, or have DM'd? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Was there any like Vecna stories for you? Like where you had like a big plan and it just fell apart? Oh, all of them. You really remember
3: what a, what a, what a natural visceral reaction for all the DMS. Right.
0: Everybody just
3: goes,
5: (laughs) I'm going to say, okay, this is, this is going to be a very sturdy branch for me to go out on. If you as a DM do not have at least, I'm going to say, five stories where the players absolutely yeah, fuck your yeah. campaign, <laughs> you're not doing it right. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that, this is yeah. not a weak branch. This is sturdy. There, you're safe. Yeah. You can build a treehouse
6: yeah, on this branch. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> With I, I, I'll ask, Kate, was the King Louis battle in Jungle Book, did, did that go... Quicker than you had imagined,
0: went a little quicker. Not it was. There were some aspects of it that went quicker. The actual fighting of Louis, I figured you guys. That point, we're gonna probably probably handle Louis pretty well, but there was a couple of things that I had in there that like were gonna be cool that they just totally circumvented, and I just was like, well, damn, that was gonna be fun, and it just didn't happen. Um, actually the one that you guys mopped up fast on was the, um, the, the Pinocchio, the, the Christmas arc when you guys had to go, um, against Lampwick, that one, that one you guys like just plowed through a lot faster than I thought you were going to.
3: Um, Jer, question for you being that obviously we've we've roasted you for Vecna enough um either with the current cast or with Chris on or the previous cast before that did you, have you had a moment in this campaign that was like your Vecna moment um, before your no. crowning Vecna moment
2: uh, and and that's because i i want you to win <laughs> right so the faster you and well two things i want you to win and combat bores me so the faster you get through a combat encounter, the better off everyone is. Oh yeah, yeah. If and if so I, we're doing the right thing, I tried to set you up earlier in the game when okay. when there was more dummies involved with like combat situations that were kind of obvious, right? Like the Bahir, where there was these big stalactites on the ceiling hanging down right above him, and it just I set it up right where the obvious thing to do is knock the stalactite down into the Bahir and just that's it, he's pinned. Those kind of things I try to set up. I right. like it when you guys like your bar fight, where you kind of started picking up on the um, tossing, uh, tossing plates and swinging on chandeliers and diving under tables and stuff like that. Just using the environment to to kind of make it more interesting and fun. But at this point, um, I'm kind of you're you're high enough level and you're experienced enough players that I'm just going to let you figure out any way that you can think of to circumvent something. Is a, a battle or whatever, or just end it super fast. I'm good with it, man. I'm good with it. It's it's fun watching you guys come up with creative solutions to these problems. And as as a DM, it's the most fun I have right, is Joe. when I make up puzzles that I don't know the solution to, and I just go, let's see what they come up
6: with. Hmm.
3: Alright, Joe. So we've got you didn't have uh, a plan,
6: huh? On some. <laughs>
3: We've got a, we've got a, we've got we've got an empty field, awake, and a green dragon. Brainstorm session, go!
4: Oh, the, you're asking me to just come up with something? It sounds yeah, like this, yeah, this, this is <laughs> this is what we're about to do, right? This is happening Wednesday. Yeah, I have, I, I looked to see if I had anything to go up against poison, and I have nothing. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna do some kind of fetal position at this point. I have no idea. But uh yeah Spoken that's going like to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm make excited yourself about that the fight.
5: smallest target in the room.
4: I'm usually in yeah. the front, so this that's going to be tough, but yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm really excited cuz I think that one's going to be more challenging. Um usually we get downed because of some <laughs> trap we keep running through that we
3: shouldn't <laughs> like the hallway <laughs> in the even, halls of mist.
4: <laughs> yeah. We just keep running through the fire trap Who over and over. And it's like, it got down to And we're like, Oh no.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah. It's so stupid. I, I,
3: I will, I will say though, to, to specifically to, to, uh, to Joe, like to Joe, what Joe mentioned, um, there's no player on the show that I enjoy watching more than Joe, especially in combat situations, because you can see the gears turning in his head. And I really feel like even though he is, he'll say the least experienced player at our table, although I think Chris has also only played D&D for like a year and a half or so. I think Blake is also relatively yes. new. Shout out Blake, Blake C. Francis, an in, incredible role player. Um, but... I, I nominated, like, in-game, in-character, I kind of nominated Joe as our captain, like, our team captain, uh, uh, I think, like, 20, 30 episodes ago. But, like, I, I really feel like that is kind of the case with this group. Like, I feel like all the all the adult stuff, right? All the not arguing with random NPCs or trying to bed innkeepers, Eric. Um, it, all All that, like kind of circumvents around Joe, right? Like, because his not only his character, but I also feel like his personality fits that role, like that leadership role so well. I feel like he's become one of the better all-around players in the entire campaign, both of like developing himself narratively and also like from a mechanical standpoint. But he's also got like the least amount of experience, yeah. which is like super that. fun for me to watch.
4: I appreciate you saying that. Hey, what's so fun about D&D is... I'll look at my spells and I'll I'll say will this work and I, I I love being able to ask Jeremy like this is what I'm thinking do you think this is... and to see him pause and kind of look up to his like like into the corner like would that work and then he he makes it either work or says no that's probably the most fun to me cuz everything else I've played is pretty like linear you know whether it be yeah. video games or warhammer 40k or whatever uh it's there's very strict rules so uh yeah i appreciate you saying that but that's that's probably the most fun for me but yeah you do make me the adult all the time
3: (laughs) i mean because you are i mean (laughs) both narratively and real life you are you are the adult to my 23 year old still living in my parents basement you are your are, you are, you a little you are, depressed you are the responsible they, yeah you are the responsible. wanna be a reckless eighteen year old older 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 again
4: <laughs> there's That's always in our group joseph
0: and will are my grown
4: ups yeah That's is it, that I common do. is that common in groups like you have your your grown up yes. or your, your leader, <laughs> yeah
1: the
3: joseph is always the adult
4: really? <laughs> oh oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 a curse <laughs> well gentlemen uh we could probably go for several hours talking and, uh, but we want to be conscious of your time. And uh, so well, I think it's time we consult the big board. I, I don't know. All
0: right, Jeremy, what do you got?
1: It's Alex. It or
0: Alex, you were the one. Okay. Um, what do you think it is?
3: Okay, I'll 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 run mine really quick. I thought we were all keeping score at the outset, <laughs> so I was like, I don't hear anybody else writing things down. So maybe I'm just being an idiot. And it was confirmed to me later on. So that's cool. Um no worries, no worries. Uh so I had two points for Joe, I had two points for Kayla, I had three points for Will, I had three points for your guys Joe, Joseph, and then I had oh boy, uh one, two, three, <laughs> oh four, gosh. five, six, seven, eight, that's nine, ten, right. eleven, twelve for Jeremy.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So I took Jenny, I'll we to can audit later. I'll tell you what
3: I what I nominated you for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so it's interesting. Um because part of mine probably mm-hmm. would because I'm I'm not as familiar with your voices. Um so I may have transferred one to the other a little bit. Um but what I have, and this is really weird, but Joe, Jeremy, Alex, and Joseph wow. are so, all at so, six.
2: So what's Will at? Mm-hmm. I
0: don't Friendship know how Lee. that happened. It was probably
6: oh.
0: <laughs> Will is at three. <laughs> Will is at three, and I am at two. Um, so it probably was because I was getting used to all your yeah. voices. Usually, we only have like one or two guests on at a time. So this was this is a little bit shift. Um, but I mean, I am I like perfectly it. comfortable. With with a four way tie.
6: <laughs> yeah, I thought um, I
4: had zero. So thank you. No, you had you
3: had you had some really good ones, dude. The yeah. the cobalt the cobalt <laughs> legs on the beholder. I had to mute myself for like uh, a can solid test. Can I seconds. retcon and that was, give that was, uh, go, um, a
2: peak point for the forty uh, k reference?
6: Hmm. Okay. Oh I think yeah. That's I forgot geeky. to mention. Uh, I, I did play that. And yes. I think yeah. it,
3: by by my count. <laughs>
4: Um, (laughs) No, we did
6: it cool. (laughs) We did it cool.
2: So by my count, that puts you one ahead. There's no
1: way to do 40K, Cole. Um, No, you're absolutely right.
0: (laughs) That puts you Um, one ahead.
3: I I will step all over Jeremy's generosity. I would actually like to pass him all of my votes, and my reason for that is, for those of you that did not read the article where he was featured, uh, I forgot who by... Uh, but he was featured by a, by an online zine for being geek geek of the month. And I will just, uh, I, I will surmise the man has a druid circle in his backyard, 3D printed his own hurdy-gurdy, has a functional blunderbuss, and has an entire uh, Ikea dresser full of minis. So.
4: Yeah, Jeremy's anyway. at a different level. I'll be like, wait, Jeremy, wait, Jeremy wait, what wait, did you wait, do wait, on wait. your Saturday? And he's like, oh, I was just forging coins. I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, he yeah. also wears... He, in my own currency, I'm like, okay.
3: He also wears khaki <laughs>
5: shorts in public, which is a bold statement.
4: I, Joseph uh, does that, too. Oh,
5: okay. <laughs> the, everything that you said there was really, really cool, except for the fact that you, the, the, you you glanced over the most geekiest thing there. <laughs> which
1: IT is? The dresser that he put together. Himself, I put it I'm together sure. wrong twice, though. Oh, so, there you go. Um, that's the way Americans do it, right? In, in, in the wow yeah just put it together you put it together wrong once and then you just leave enough. it that way and go god yeah exactly god we're just gonna in.
3: we're gonna, <laughs> gonna glaze over the fact that the man 3d yeah, per- printed and wood. knows how to play his own functional herdy it's not
2: entirely 3d well printed. i
0: did not glaze over that that was impressive
2: <laughs> um Okay, not he, entirely. I apologize. I can play it I, can, I don't know that anyone can play a hurdy gurdy. Well, Patty Gurdy plays a hurdy gurdy pretty well, but yeah, her- hurdy gurdies are horrible sounding instruments. They're they're like the bagpipes yeah, of I, the I, pirate kingdom.
3: Oh, not not uh, bagpipes. Bagpipes are not the bagpipes of like pirate bag kingdom. kingdom. It's of the hurdy
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It oh, really is, is, yeah. What, what? Okay, so at what point do I point out that three of us, <laughs> yeah, have been or oh. are currently part of Renaissance fairs?
2: Oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah. The sound it, of bagpipes. Is that I know, I know the reputation. Normal. So I often <laughs> compare the hurdy gurdy to the bagpipe for that reason. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, the
1: publication that featured Jeremy uh, did refer wow. to him as a mega it, nerd. It, so it is, it's quite an honor.
0: Wow that's impressive
1: yeah, i secede
2: my points all right well i give all my points to uh to joseph
6: uh... <laughs> the end we just no. yeah, just <laughs> out. okay, okay. good game just... everyone <laughs>
1: the the end. joseph now has I'm not mad at wait Jeff. hold on Which so joseph joseph
3: <laughs> there you go so eight, 18 votes for
4: joseph then <laughs> I told you I had zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, well
0: he well he, he closes the show okay. later, so y'all gotta gotta
1: yeah. do your so, stuff now. Uh so so our, our, our mega nerd and and comrades uh I, you know what I, I like the four way tie idea, although I do like Jeremy as as our geekiest because he was a mega nerd. <laughs> um even though he disparaged bagpipes. Uh, <laughs> um so, so four
0: way with a last minute advance. Yeah, I don't
1: think anybody knows who has I, that's anymore. That just sounds all sorts of confusing and dirty. Um, okay, It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, so you guys, uh, please tell folks where they can find you, your incredible podcast. Yeah, so we're uh, on, on the, we're on the, the YouTube
2: the interwebs, and uh, you can view us there. <laughs> uh, Dungeons and uh, Dummies and so uh, on, let's see we're all we're, we're, we're on the social medias too um alex does the the twitter uh what else do you do alex yeah do it
3: uh I'll, I'll just i'll shout out all the handles um so first off just to get out of the way uh you can find me personally on twitter at, at alex roy uh A- alex so no sorry it's spelled differently <laughs> a-l-e-k-s-r-o-i-t so <laughs>
2: Give him Spelled stupid,
3: pronounced Take the name. same. Yep. I th- th- there's no <laughs> mention of Alex in the Russian version of the Hobbit, so you're gonna have to give me some time. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the fun things at Dungeons and Dummies on Twitter specifically at Dungeons with a Z Dummies, no end, no ampersand. Uh, also, yes, check us out on our YouTube channel. That is our primary source of media output. Um, also hopefully at some point, once we get enough, uh, subscribers, our primary point of income, which would be cool. So we can watch our Patreon where Jeremy and I have been planning on doing some pretty cool stuff. Uh, when that becomes a feasible possibility, uh, Tune in for our weekly games on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific standard time, 9 p.m. Eastern standard time. Uh, tune in on the third to watch myself, Jeremy and Joseph, as well as Morgan from mind Mondays and some of our other friends run a special one shot just for the kids. And uh,
6: yeah, Yay. that's us.
0: Ooh. Very Ooh, cool, cool. cool. All right.
6: <laughs> we are Alex, Joe and Jeremy. From
2: Dungeons and Dummies. And now,
6: for the Geek News. That's it.
1: Okay. Well, we are back with the Geek News. Uh, Who is going to go first? I have the in-memoriam, so I will go first. Okie dokie.
5: Uh, You probably don't know this person, uh, but their last name will ring a bell. Uh, Virginia Patton. Okay. Yes. That Patton. Uh, Virginia Patton, who portrayed Ruth Dakin Bailey, the sister-in-law of Jimmy Stewart's George Bailey in the Frank Kappa holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life has passed away
6: Uh,
5: she was 97 Uh, she is the last adult star of the movie It's a Wonderful Life Uh, she has sadly passed away at the age of 97 as I said Uh, she is the niece of General George Patton uh, who Did a couple of uh, movies, uh, a 1947 movie called The Burning Cross about the Ku Klux Klan and Black Eagle from 1948, which is a Western. And then she returned, uh, retired from acting following a supporting lead in The Lucky Stiff uh, in 1949. uh, Left Hollywood, went to Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, married an auto executive had three children they were married for 69 years until his death in 2018 <clears throat> she served as a docent at the university of michigan's museum of art uh, in a 2012 interview Patton noted that Kapper asked her to think twice about giving up show business but said she was comfortable with huh. her decision quote i have a beautiful letter that capper wrote me because i kept in touch with him she said he wrote, quote, "I knew you'd be, be you'd be a beautiful, a wonderful mother with three beautiful children and a wonderful husband." Wow.
6: There we go. Wow, that's
1: yeah, kind of American cinematic and and just general history right there. Because I mean, who hasn't seen Hi. "It's a Wonderful Life"? If if you haven't, come find me in December.
5: We'll watch it together uh happier news uh lord of the rings fans which i know there are like three or four of you out there when i'm just saying (laughs) so the first two episodes of the lord of the rings the rings of power are going to be aired in select theaters two days ahead of its debut on amazon prime video uh as reported by variety film fans can once again see middle earth on the big screen on august 31st Thanks to a new initiative from Amazon. Uh, Details on when and where are still a little hazy, but Cinemark in the U.S. has already created a dedicated page for the screening, revealing that only its Cinemark Movie Rewards members will be able to sign up.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: So, if you're a Cinemark uh, Movie Plus VIP person, you can go and check out the first two episodes a couple of days early. The rest of us will have to wait until September 2nd when it will officially premiere on Amazon. Bar. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: we can do that. Yeah,
5: I suppose. Um, keeping up with the uh, the, the movie news, uh, apparently we, the, the, the summer blockbuster is back question mark um top gun maverick Mm -hmm. i think is been the longest running movie that stayed in the theater for since covid and it's been in the in the box office for roughly around a month and still moving pretty good they have officially reached $1 billion at the worldwide box office. And that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, my screen just went wonky here. Oh, sorry guys. Well, okay, here we go. Um Paramount's uh, Paramount Studios biggest film in its 110 year history. Uh, Titanic, one of the biggest success stories, uh, earned 600 million dollars. It's a real original 1997 release and generated 659 million uh, with subsequent Uh re-releases. So. Top Gun is outpacing Titanic. Nice. By that door. So, uh, take that rock in the ocean. <laughs> just saying. Maybe if Leo had some room on the door, he'd have done better. I'm just saying. There was plenty of room on that fucking door. There was. There was. So, uh, I, I guess the, the summer blockbuster is back and, um,
1: movies are going to be a thing next year soon i hope i know i know i was looking the other day to like contemplating uh our our weekend plans and i had a brief moment of thinking about going to the movies and i looked to see uh I, i saw that thor uh love and thunder was still in the theaters and i was kind of surprised as well so uh not for much longer yeah, well, is it because it's heading to Disney Plus soon?
6: Huh? It is.
1: It has a release date. Uh, September
5: eighth. Ooh, that is soon. Otherwise known as Disney Plus Day. It yes. is. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus Day. Uh, premieres coming to uh Disney Plus. Uh, on September eighth, stars on the road, Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances. I know there are a lot of Dancing with the Stars fans out there. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, by the way, becomes the first live-action weekly uh, TV show to hit Disney Plus. Uh, Epic adventures with Bertie Gregory, uh, Frozen sing-along, Frozen two sing-along, Growing Up. Uh, Episode 4 of Marvel Studios' She-Hulk. The previously mentioned Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder. Marvel Studios' Assembled, The Making of Thor Love and Thunder. Pinocchio, Remembering. Welcome to the Club, a new short from The Simpsons. Tierra Incognita. And a trailer just dropped for this one. Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return. Oh my God! Which, if you have not cool. gone and seen the trailer, go ahead and pause. We'll wait. Go watch it. I have not uh, seen it. This like will be a documentary exploring Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker's return to the screen.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. That
1: was so good that trailer. Oh, it was. <clears throat>
5: See, look at that. Will, I did all the work for you. There it is. There's the link. You can have it. it um, better. Neil Gaiman took to Twitter uh, back on August 21st, um, questioning whether or not the Sandman will get picked up for season two.
0: Yeah, now, it's those really of you incredible.
5: I'm not aware. The Sandman is a, is a is a TV drama that is on Netflix. It is still in its first season, but it has been the number one show in streaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the question, the, the question remains is, will it be picked up for a season two? And usually after a couple yeah. of weeks of being a really big hit show, they're already talking season two
6: but they're
0: not. I mean, it's worth it. It's incredibly, uh, it's, it's well written, well done, well shot, they? well acted, Apparently, like it is game, really phenomenal. Uh, they, this they need to do
1: expensive. another season. I, that was going to be my, that was going to be my, my thought was that it's a very expensive looking show. <sighs>
5: that's expensive. um, it is rumored to be a, about $15 Ooh. million dollars an episode.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that's expensive. Yeah. Right. So
5: season 2? Uh, uh, do you want to pay more for Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they keep raising the price. I, 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 I mean, you know... Yeah, if y'all jack in it is dollars, really incredible. This is so see, this is season,
0: Netflix is pissing me off though two. because uh, they've I done this a few times now, it. where they uh, put out uh, this incredible uh, series people in my house that's, that's just absolutely, absolutely perfect and amazing and wonderful, and we Rumors, all get addicted and, and we all absolutely love it and it makes us laugh and cry, and then they decide it's too much and they cancel it. Dark Crystal. Uh oh like they've done it since eight dark crystal now talking that could be sandman like that's making me mad like do it do it well keep doing it well but if it's well received and it's doing
1: well don't cut it off like what
0: how i don't
6: understand Yeah. yeah Well, if it's
5: that if it's really that expensive to make and they don't want to continue to shell out the budget it could be a who wants to buy this. That is true. And there are enough people out there from Peacock to dare, dare I say HBO. But I Well, if that's it, the case and somebody uh, needs well, to pick up Dark yeah, Crystal and freaking finish it, because I'm still mad about that.
1: Brothers, uh Warner Brothers,
0: you know, and it's show. one of those things I mean, where it's it not like Firefly, up, where you have you to be like, brothers, "Oh, okay, well Warner everybody's brothers like older Lodo, now, so. and you know, Summerglow's all grown up, so we can't do it." This is their puppets, my show. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Are you talking about the Utopia Planitia uh, thing?
5: So I, I have. Two, two last-minute things.
0: Uh, ah, you stole my story. Scoops, do it. Has That's okay. I, I had a feeling you Star might be talking Trip about Online it, too, and we didn't talk about who had what can. before the show, so go ahead.
1: Uh, what?
5: <laughs> I am totally. talking about Utopia Planitia. Yep. I'm sorry. Because uh, uh, we never uh, do. No, we never do. It's a surprise to all of us. And it's just a matter of who gets to go first. But I I have been playing Star Trek Online for quite some time. And uh, it's nice to see that the the VEBs are are getting some love. Uh, Utopia Planitia is out, kind of. It is available for pre-order. They will be shipping out uh, end of September. And you have three different options for the Utopia Planetia source book. Yeah, it's you a beautiful have shot. The regular source book, which is your standard hardback. It has a really, really nice rendering of the Enterprise 1701 original under construction on the cover. It is a beautiful piece of art. Uh, the quote on the uh, from the inside cover is, "My friends, we've come home." Captain James, Captain James T. Kirk. Uh, this is not a core book. This is a source book. So, what this is going to do? is it's going to give you a wealth of information centered around Starfleet operations and a complete guide to constructing Federation starships, space stations, and small craft, either using existing space frames or creating your own. And this is where Star Trek Online comes into play. Uh, They have used a lot of the source material from Star Trek Online as far as their classes of starships to give you the abilities to build these craft in the game. Uh, so just looking at some of the some some of the, the, the classes that are in here. Uh, you have the datalist the, the data uh the shepherd the uh the nimits the Hermes uh the Sydney, the Soyuz, the Archer, these are all Star Trek online builds that are now going to be yeah. you can build them for your Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, I don't even play Star Trek
0: Online and I'm excited about
6: this.
5: So this is really freaking cool, especially if you're into uh the background lore of the engineering of Star Trek. Uh there are three There are three different runs, three different versions of this book that are coming out. You have your standard source book, which I already described to you. Then you have the TOS Collectors Edition. The TOS Collectors Edition uh, is is the same book, but it's limited to a first print run. Yeah, right. It features a leather cover. a blueprint style illustration of the original series era constitution class uss enterprise the big deal is that this is a leather bound cover Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sold uh the second one is the next generation collector's edition again featuring a leather cover with the blueprint illustration both is good next generation era (laughs) galaxy class uss enterprise And if you have not been able to see these covers, they are amazing. I kind of want both. (laughs) Just just saying, I kind of want both. (laughs) But in looking at the Modifius website, because well, I'm a geek like that, I ran across this Tricorder Collector's Box Set. Uh, And I'm not going to lie. I I geeked out a little bit. I I geeked out a little bit. Um, It's a Star Trek Adventures Digest edition Core rulebook styled after the original series. Perfect for new players and experienced role players alike. Uh, The Keyhole of Eternity, an an exclusive and original three-part campaign set during the time of Captain Kirk's five-year mission. Thirteen pre-generated characters to play, including the crew, the crew of the USS Lexington, CC 1709 and eight original series characters, Kirk, Spock, Uhura, McCoy, Scotty, Sulu, Chekhov, and Nurse Chapel, as well as game statistics for the USS Enterprise herself. Five 20-sided die with custom Captain's tunic design. Um, 10 six-sided challenge dice for use with Star Trek Adventures plus six momentum tokens and twenty-six threat tokens. Uh a fabric strap gives you the ability to wear the this box is, as an accessory. Yeah, this is, cool. is this is super cool. I'm looking at it now. That is
6: beautiful.
5: Con must have. Mm-hmm. If you're I, I look at I, I look at you, Delta Fleet. <laughs> Just saying. And the packaging is, is amazing. I, I, I on sale right now, 77.77. Uh by the way, the uh the utopia planitia books, uh $54 for the standard uh source book, $7801. Ooh. for the now i'm gonna have to start editions. playing star trek uh if you pre-order now you will get your book uh like this like i said they they're shipping out end of end of september but you will get cool. a pdf upon a purchase
0: let's YouTube. do that at the end i don't have much so because i had the utopia planitia thing um, but Pretty you did a much thing? better job than me, so totally cool. All
5: right, that's all I got for uh, now. I do have a, I, I do have a fun thing, but we can save that for. Later.
0: Um, I believe that I, I, I originally, originally reported on the okay. conceptualizing of this. Um, but it is now, I believe, nonsense out in at least pre order. It's it is out in pre order. Um, it's not going to ship till July of 2023. Um, but you can pre-order it now. Uh, so, um, Hot Toys has done it again. Uh-huh. And they are put... All right. uh, They're putting out a Black Panther collectible action figure. Um... Hot Toys has revealed a new 1-6 scale collectible figure of Black Panther in the original suit, featuring the the image of the late Chadwick Boseman. It is flawless. Uh, The figure celebrates and honors the king as part of the Marvel Black Panther Legacy Collection. Um, I think I did talk about this when it was they originally said they were going to do it. Uh, based on the original suit in the movie, it comes with an interchange- interchangeable mask, heads, screen-accurate vibramium weave suit with silver accent, and intricate details. You can arm the king with the accessories that include a shield, spear, and a Wakanda warrior mask. Uh, figure is absolutely amazing It is a beautiful tribute to Bozeman. Uh, you can pre-order it from Sideshow for you gonna wanna guess the press guys? <laughs> almost. Two hundred and eighty five dollars. Yeah. Um but if you are a collector of these kinds of figures and this is something that uh you do million. and have the money for i'm just gonna put the link here so you guys can see it Oof. um it's it's Oof. stunning um i highly recommend doing and just looking it up if nothing else you can look it up on hot toys or geek tyrant um they did probably one of the most incredible jobs I have ever seen. Capturing his likeness and the suit, it's, yeah. Yeah, like, I, when I found the article, I kind of had, like, a moment, like, I cried a little bit because, like, it just looks exactly like him. You know, and I, I had this realization the other day as I was thinking wow. about these things. We, as, as as the Gen Xers that we are, um, marvel so much at when action figures, you know, really have the likeness and look like uh, the people that they're supposed to look like. And I'm realizing more and more that the younger generation does not know the pain as much as we do <laughs> of action figures coming out and not looking like who they're supposed to look like. Um But even... Right? (laughs) Like, in the era of um, reusing toy molds, there was a lot of things not looking quite like they should. Uh, But that that has since been corrected for the most part. Um, With the exception of that, Wookiee. But anyway... um, yeah, so check this out. You can check it out on Sideshow. Two hundred and eighty-five dollars you can pre-order now. They also have a layaway program. Um, starting at fifty-one dollars and thirty cents a month if you are interested and need to make would be easier to make payments for you. Uh expected shipping is July twenty-third through December July of 2023 through December of twenty twenty-three. So that's a thing. (laughs) Um, And this is just a personal one because I really enjoyed this show and I'm really excited. And I love this actress. Um, The first photos from Netflix have come out for Enola Holmes 2*.
6: Very cool. Um, If
0: those of you that don't know, it is an excellent um, Holmesian style uh, show in which Millie Bobby Brown plays the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. Um, who is played by the incredible Henry Cavill.
6: Cool.
0: Um, So Netflix and Entertainment Weekly have released some first look photos from their anticipated sequel, Enola Holmes 2, featuring the returning star, Billy Bobby Brown. The first film follows Enola Sherlock Holmes' teenage sister as she sleuths her way through Victorian England. Now Enola and her deductive skills are back this time facing a conspiracy that could prove to be her most dangerous case yet after successfully solving her first case the young Enola is now following in the footsteps of her famous brother as she attempts to open her own detective agency and hopefully get out of sherlock's shadow so i highly recommend going and looking up those pictures she looks really, inc- every time I see Millie Bobby Brown do something, I am just so, first of all, she grew up so fast, um, but just so impressed with her. She's, she's really intelligent and professional and, and for such a young actress, just kind of really has it together. Um, so there's some, some super cool pictures that have come out. So there's that as well. Um, and that's about it. That's kind of all I've got this week. Mm
6: -hmm. Joseph.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Well. Uh, As you may remember, last week on August 18th, uh, we let you know that Wizards Presents 2022 is going to be happening. Uh, And so I figured as a resident Dungeon Master and D&D aficionado, uh, it would be my job to cover what was announced during the Wizards Presents. Uh, So the big takeaway is... uh, we're not going to be getting a new edition of Dungeons and Dragons, not in the way that they have done it in the past. Uh, they are moving forward with this idea called 1D&D. Called um, I, I highly recommend you go to D&D Beyond. Uh, there's a lot of videos and stuff. Or go to YouTube and the D&D Beyond channel. There's a lot of videos there about what 1D&D is and what's coming out. Um, so what they're going to be doing is the 2024, they are going to release uh, new core rulebooks. These new core rulebooks are going to take into account the 1D&D updates. They're going to continue to use the engine that is the 5E rules, but they're just responding to the customer base, the client base, to make things flow a little easier. Uh, be a little more, be a little easier for dungeon masters and players uh, to get into the game. Um, so they, uh, so that's what that's the main thing they're going to be doing. Uh, they began rolling out the one D and D playtest with the uh, character option, character options. Sorry, um, which you can go to D and D Beyond. Sign up uh, to get the playtest material um, and take a look. Uh, and the character options they're providing right now uh, are based around uh, how they're redoing races, backgrounds, and feats. Um, and it's it's pretty interesting uh, as Wizards had been has been moving to take a lot of the bioessentialism out of the game. Uh, you no longer get a, a bonuses to ability scores based upon the race you choose. Uh, instead, those will be tied to backgrounds, which you can either make your own or pick uh, from the several that they have created. Uh, some of them with similar names that you might remember, like Acolyte and Soldier and uh, Criminal. Some new ones like laborer or Pilgrim, and uh, but they, they like I said, they've basically taken character creation and they've um, stripped out and changed around a few of the things. So uh, the character options presented for uh, the races presented in character options uh, include your standard human, elf, dwarf, gnome halfling uh, groupings gone are half elves and half orcs Um, but they give you rules or or they give you a method for making um beings of mixed lineages so if you always wanted to play a dwarf gnome uh character you can do it Um, They did include the Tiefling and Dragonborn, uh, which were, you know, in the 5e handbook. Um, What they did do, though, is they brought in um, orcs as a, you know, player's handbook standard race. And they introduced a new uh, race called the Ardling, which the Ardling is sort of the. I don't want to say it's the replacement for the Asimar. Uh, cause I believe in the discussions, uh, that I listened to, they did, uh, they are keeping the Asimara, but Ardlings are based on Celestials. Um, and the main takeaway from the Ardling is they, uh, they all have bestial heads, uh, and depending upon what your lineage's origin are, uh, can help determine which head you have. So some lineages, you might be you have a bear head or a frog head, and others, you may have an eagle or a horse. Um, the backgrounds, like I said, they've been changed. Uh, and one difference from 5th edition as we knew it, uh, feats are no longer optional. They are now back as a core <clears throat> mechanic in the game. Uh, and you get your feats, through uh well you get a feet through your background um and uh they're tiering the feats so what they call first level feats don't give you any sort of ability score adjustments like say uh if you took like heavy weapon master you'd get like a plus one to strength or whatever um none of the none of the level the first level feats give you ability score bonus um they also presented spells um and they are grouping magic uh instead of spell lists being class specific they are now source specific so you have arcana casters you have primal casters and you have divine casters and they all pull from the same spell lists um however in the video uh they said when they do get to the class play test um there will be spells that are specific to uh certain classes or there will be uh certain classes where there is crossover between you know divine and arcana or primal and divine so uh they and again everybody
5: needs to be magical
1: well, I mean, not everybody's going to be magical. It's just, you know, I mean, at this point, though, I mean, every pretty much every class has magic abilities. Have has a subclass of the magic ability, um, but it seems like for the most part, they're going to also try to keep like, oh, we want to make fighters be fightery, um, which is why like certain things like they have updated critical hits and critical fails, um. Nat 20s will get you critical success on any test, which is what they're calling anytime you roll the d20 as a test. Uh, a nat 20 will get you uh, success as well as a point of inspiration. Um, however, critical damage will only be through unarmed strikes or melee weapons. So no more or scoring a critical hit on a Firebolt. I'm a little, little sad about that. I, I like that. You know, if you're rolling the d20 and you roll a nat twenty, I, I was a fan of you getting critical hit damage. Um, on the, the, the converse side of that, a nat one is an automatic failure on any test you do. So, and uh, on a critical, hit like I said, you're going to be getting inspiration. They've changed how inspiration works. Um really you should check out the character option play test, there's a lot in there. Um, but so that's one D. That's the new uh, they're doing updates. Uh like I said though, everything is play test, uh, and and if you've seen how Wizards has responded since D Next, which became fifth edition, has worked, they are very responsive to these play test notes, uh play test surveys. So um, you know, take a look at things. And if you want, uh, I believe September 1st, September 2nd, they will be rolling out the uh, surveys for the first batch of playtest stuff. So please give your feedback because you guys keep emphasizing you will be um, shaping the future of D&D. So then there's like, so Spelljammer came out. And everyone's really excited about that, right? Um, And for those who are unaware, Spelljammer is the kind of the first in the line of how they looks like they're going to be releasing products. Well, shouldn't say first in the line of how they're going to be releasing products because that's going to also be changing pretty soon. But uh, where they bundled together like the players' rules, the beast, you know, the the bestiary, and an adventure. Um, So Spelljammer has that. it was announced that coming in uh, December, we will be getting Dragonlance Shadows of the Dragon Queen. Uh, d and will be returning to Kryn. Uh, the, this product will not only be uh, the latest addition to the Dragonlance story that reaches all the way back to original AD&D, um, it also is going to be bringing uh, something that some of us have been asking for for a while, and that is digital physical bundles. Um, a, the, check out the, the article on D&D Beyond, but basically you're going to be able to order uh, your Dragonlance book both in a physical physical book and get a code for D and D Beyond, so that you have it at any location. um so so. But... so let me... I, I
5: have. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it, it's like they put something that they say is new, but it's been done for like the last four years. If you don't believe me, you just ask Modifius. Um. So they're they're finally going to do what everybody's been asking them to do. Yes. Well, I'll be damned. they're listening, yeah, welcome um, to the club. Modifius has all the jackets
1: <laughs> um, yeah, well, the other side of it is um they have big plans for d and d beyond um they oh so they' paid enough money for it <laughs> well, um, one is to be able to do this this bundling um the other thing and and I'm kind of getting away from the dragon thing, and i want there's another thing I want to come back to on that, but um. They are now talking about using D&D Beyond uh to make as the basis for a virtual tabletop um that uses the Unreal engine uh from video games. Um and during the presentation, um they showed basically as a player, you're gonna be able to make a virtual mini of your character um and the camera angle that it sounds like they're suggesting everyone uses is this tilt angle so which cool. basically will give you a virtual um grid you know with terrain and yeah i was it's, it's really crazy like it looks like miniatures the transition uh, was tough for to me but remote?
6: this yeah This is what I have wanted. Like, I I think World Shining was just, it
1: was new
0: to me.
6: And this is why I've been,
0: like, trying to, like, learn to play, like, Minecraft and stuff like that. Because I want this kind of customizable world. And this is going to be, I'm really excited about this.
6: Yeah, and
1: from what what it sounded like is, if you say bought, I don't know, Lost Minds of Fandelver or some, you know, published game, um, you'll get the map. You know, you'll get the 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 virtual maps to use. However, you'll also be able to like take those pieces and make them into your own thing, which that sounds pretty pretty cool to me. Um, back to the Dragonlance release, though. So it's not just going to be the setting book, uh, the the Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen, the adventure book will be supplemented by Dragonlance Warriors of Kryn board game, uh, made in collaboration with renowned board ge- board game designers uh, Stephen Baker and Rob Daviau. Uh, the board game takes players and their dungeon master into an epic battle experience that coordinates with the written adventure. However, the game isn't all, isn't at all required in order to play the D adventure so um i know one of the criticisms of DD right now uh is that there is no rules for uh mass combat so it sounds like warriors of crin will be providing some mass combat-esque rules uh okay so, um they then went through uh all of Next year's releases, or at least the releases that they are willing to talk about. Um in winter of 2023, which will be January, February, or March. Keys of the Golden Vault. Will, I think this one is going to appeal to you. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Description: grab your thieves' tools and your favorite dark cloak, because each of the adventures in this book has a nail-biting heist at the center of it. I'm in <laughs> Uh, what, what 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 level is my rogue allowed to be? Uh, I I don't have those details yet. Because I I
5: have him from like level three up to like fifteen when I stopped being able to play
1: him. Because no sure one will it's... let him play anymore. <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere in there. Um. Coming in spring of 2023, Bigby presents Glory of the Giants, uh, the definitive guide. For giant gameplay in D&D, and if you've been paying attention to the Unearthed Arcana over the last several months, uh, you would have noticed that they had put out a couple uh, 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 giant-based playtest material to go over. Uh, Summer of 2023, the Fandelver campaign. I know I have. Uh, A lot of folks have played The Lost Minds of Fandelver. Uh, So the adventure is being expanded out into a full campaign. Wow. Uh,
6: Yeah.
1: Uh, The (laughs) next one is for all the the chaos monkeys out there. Uh, Also coming out summer 2023. The Book of Many Things. This book takes the deck of many things and uses it to explore new player and DM options. Uh... And then as we were talking to the Dungeons and Dummies guys, uh, fall 2023, (laughs) Planescape. Ready to explore Sigil and the multiverse beyond? This book has everything you need to do just that. Wow. Show a happy, happy boy. Um, That makes Joe need to make some room on the shelf.
6: mm
1: -hmm. Um, Also, uh, things they're announcing in 2023... 35 years of Dritz. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm old. Uh, so wow. they are celebrating Dritz in three big ways. First, each ebook and audiobook from R.A. Salvatore's Legend of Dritz series will be released with special 35th anniversary covers. Um, I want to say they said wow. it's something like 30 something books. <laughs> uh, next, uh, they have a visual dictionary, The Legend of Dritz will take readers on a voyage across the Forgotten Realms with stunning new artwork depicting the iconic drow and his companions of the hall. I can already hear Greg's money being spent. Uh, And finally, they're launching a family web comic on Webtoon that follows Dritz's young daughter, Bree, as she seeks to prove her worth as a hero. The story is written by uh, Purpa, uh, known for Shooter Armor. Uh, With guidance from R. A. Salvatore himself, here's one I think is really cool. And if you didn't get a chance to see the video, you should definitely do it. So D and D has been expanding um, where they twist the translations that are being made um, of the books. Uh, And for the, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the first time ever, but it's the first time for fifth edition. They are translating into Japanese and uh the trailer is incredible um i watched it i think 3 times um and it just it's pretty exciting um they also had uh, magic the gathering news um but they didn't put like out like a recap of it so i will take care of that next time uh the the long the the short of it is uh Magic's 30th anniversary is coming up uh, and they are going to be doing a lot about it um, in an event in October. Um, There are uh, new sets that are going to be coming out uh, set. There's a set being set in the world of Lord of the Rings. uh, And there is a set being set in the world of Warhammer 40 K. And then the new multi-set storyline, which will kick off Mm -hmm. with dominera united and explores the dark machinations of the phyrexians i have no idea what those words mean but from when i was listening to the the broadcast it sounds like this is something that reaches way back into the past of magic the gathering um they also be rolling out what they call secret layer products and one of the things i heard was basically from each of the sets over the last 30 years they're going to be recreating one yeah, of the well, cards. That's, that's all uh, of Magic the Gathering. The new artwork. So. Uh, wow. And I guess they're going to be selling them so that you can either like open them one at a time or you can just open them all at once. But yeah. So they're looking for your money. They want all of your money.
6: hmm
1: Has been for almost 30 years now. So that, that was the bulk of what I had. Because... Um, that was a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with Wizards. The 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 Unreal Engine like videos they showed were pretty cool. Like I'm I'm excited, but at the end of the day, I also wouldn't mind sitting around the table with friends playing D and D too. So there you go. All right. So Will, you got something fun for us? I, I do but i i i've
5: found one story that i've i forgot to get to and these are important to me because i i'm i'm a freak like this uh the d23 has announced their legends uh for oh, their yeah. legacy awards for this year mm-hmm. um the ceremony kicks off d23 uh tamarin hall was going tamarin hall is going to host the ceremony. Uh, this year's recipients, uh, are Chris Montan. Uh, he is the president of Walt Disney music and is, uh, pretty much responsible for Disney music for, uh, all the Disney Pixar animated films and theatrical stage productions, as well as the music that's used in theme parks and resorts. Um, uh, Doris Hardin, uh, who was an Imagineer and uh, worked in Disney Parks and Experiences. Uh, Don Han, who is a producer who is uh, credited for having the most successful animated films in recent history, including Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. Uh, Josh Gad, otherwise known as the voice of Olaf. Mm -hmm. uh also the book of mormon and playing the in live action beauty and the beast uh this one's a funny one uh robert price or and bob foster who are the same person um this was this goes back to in disney history when disney was looking to purchase the land for disney world uh, same person used a, a an alternate identity to uh, assist in the land buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this go, goes back into Disney history. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Coulton, uh, also a Disney Imagineer, who's credited for a lot of uh, the fun, exciting stuff that you see in Disney parks. Uh, then we get into, uh, let's see, uh. Uh, Ellen Pompeo. Ah. And Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Both from a, a, a little TV show that Blech. hardly anyone has heard of <laughs> called Grey's Anatomy. If you can't feel the sarcasm, of folks, course. just look at your shoes. It's wet with it. Stepped um, in it. <laughs> yeah, it 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 leaves it it leaves a trail. Uh, Kirsten Bell
1: uh, and Daniel Menzel You you did a great job there, Mr. Travolta. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
5: Tracy Ellis Ross, who uh, is a star of Blackish, uh, and also the daughter of Diana Ross. Case you didn't know that I did not, yeah. Daughter of Diana Ross and Robert Ellis Silberstein. Uh, let's see who else here we got Anthony Anderson, the, and star, of Black-ish. the star of Blackish, and producer of great television mm-hmm. all the way around. Uh, and if this was the WWE Hall of Fame, this would be the uh, the initial announcement. This is the headliner. Chadwick Boseman takes his place.
1: Yeah. I saw that story and I'm glad you grabbed it because I forgot to grab it.
5: Uh, I honestly, I forgot it until it flashed across my headlines and I went, oh, crap, I forgot. Um, the tradition began 35 years ago with initial an honoree Fred McMurray uh, from the Shaggy Dog. Yeah. So those are your Disney legends for 2022. Uh-oh. All right. Now on to the fun stuff. Last week we did, uh, what Star Trek alien are you based on your Zodiac? Huh. Okay. And you two seem to enjoy that. We did make- yeah, I'm in. All right. So I got another Zodiac here for you. This time, what Star Wars rebel are you based on your Zodiac? Yeah. Something a little different. All right. So uh oh. Aries, okay. we're gonna start with you guys. You are yeah. Jin Urso. Yeah.
0: My mom was an Aries. That makes hmm. sense.
5: Hard headed, single minded, takes heed in the action, doesn't really plan things out real well. <laughs> Just saying uh, this might might be a thing. I uh-huh, might make a thing. Uh, Tauruses, you are Bell Organa, and this totally makes sense to me. Stubborn strength, able mm, to re- yeah. remain ap- resolute in your goals. Putting your foot down oh, and boy. condemning things that you see committed oh, by, th- by people that oh, really fuck. aren't right unwavering resolve sounds like a tourist to me Mm -hmm. gemini's oh god this may be just the whole damn thing right here i don't know if i need to say much you're han solo
0: yep that's my (laughs) ex
5: (laughs) intellect keen intellect gregarious nature generally charming outsmart people Swindle your way through life. Cancers? <laughs> you are Sabine Wren. <laughs> yes. Uh, unbridled emotions. Oh,
0: without a shadow of a doubt. A Lando is a Leo.
5: Protective. I can see that. Leos. You guys are Lando Calrissian. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yep.
5: Flamboyant. Gets agitated easily. Pride. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. <laughs> Virgos. You are Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Oh, Joe, low hanging fruit, sir. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> <Easy to> reach. <laughs> uh, Virgos, you tend to f- focus on finer details and ah. lack interest in faulty reasoning or delusionary behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can totally see that. Libras. Okay, yeah. You are a Mon Mothma. Social grace. Uh Uh-oh. Eloquent. Would rather Uh talk their way through things rather than get physical. Oh, I
0: don't even see. I would have said Han originally.
5: Receptive. Yeah. All right. I can see it. Leia, okay. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. There's two of us here. Want to throw out a guess?
0: Mm Mm-hmm large and in charge nah, and passionate nah.
5: Princess Leia Organa mm-hmm. that's Princess Le- General Leia Organa yep. Yes, absolutely right
0: yeah oh yeah
5: Complete that makes perfect Scorpio. sense i i yep mm. yep <laughs> passionate Can and be did vicious it his if accent
3: <laughs>
1: yeah Held prisoner still feels feels like they can dunk mm-hmm. on uh, a Grand Moff Tarkin, and can. <laughs> yep,
5: <laughs> and ish. Yep, and throws down on Vader <laughs> with zero fucks <laughs> to give, and total side eyes Vader. Hmm? Figures you'd be the one Aww. holding Vader's leash. Oh, yeah. And you just got to stand there and take that. Mm -hmm. My youngest is a Sag, too. And Uh, yeah. sagittarius
1: Yes. Chewbacca. Uh, Why am I not surprised? Kind of have the look going on anyway. All right. Uh huh.
6: Oh, yeah. yeah.
5: Terrible losers. (laughs) lovers of nature at home in the forest doesn't really like anything that gets in the way of happiness of others and will you know rip your arms off when they lose (laughs) Capricorns, you are wedge antilles Mm
6: -hmm.
5: connor's admiration respect for bravery Always a professional. Not a big proponent of blind faith. Yeah. I can see that. Aquarius? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the logic part for sure.
5: (laughs) Yep. A little compassion. Usual, unusual thought process. Okay, that's my oldest. Logic comes into play quite a lot. Yeah. And this 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 one is almost as good as uh, Scorpio, Pisces. You guys are you are Luke Skywalker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Emotional versatility. That's
0: my oldest, for
5: sure But a universal mind. That's cool. Able to interact with any like that. Uh, able to interact with uh, pretty yeah, much any living being. Detest cruelty.
6: Yeah. Dun,
5: so there you go.
1: That was very cool. And that,
5: as they say, kids, is that. Well, oh boy. this has been a, a, a uh, definitely a Okay, but I'm going to try to do this quick.
0: You can episode, find me okay. on the Twits at Hawk underscore Kayla, on I Instagram that, at fair, Kayla. on Facebook so, uh, at. Uh, jade nsf wizards you can find me uh, at our awesome little thrift shop which really really could use some patronage right now um the kids are coming back from college we've got all sorts of cool stuff uh for for the geek on a budget Uh, including we've got some comics in the shop now and whatnot, so please come and check us out if you're in the South Florida area at 4148 Davie Road in the heart of downtown Davie. Uh, If you are not in the area and would like to check out some of our offerings, you can go to secondhandgoddess.net, where you will find our online shops as well as our uh, merch stuff as well. That was a double as well. Sorry about that. I hate that. Um, you can find me playing Jade on the Not Safe for Wizards D&D actual play podcast, although at the moment I am playing other characters and coming up I'm going to be doing some DMing, so stay tuned for that. Um, and I think that's it. Hey, Will. Where can our awesome fans find you on the interwebernet?
5: yes oh you can find me on the instagram and the twitter both at geekiest will and uh that's pretty much about it i mean you can find me like on weird ass dating sites like gothic match and farmers com. but you know
1: hey, hey will yeah uh when this comes out on thursday uh there's going to be some place you're going to be this weekend, isn't there? Oh, hey.
5: yeah, you get, uh, you can actually, you'll be able to find me at Ultracon in West Palm Beach. There you go. That's your mission. Find Will, ask for a Geek Point. I'll be wandering around. Checking He'll make you earn it. The sites and the peoples and the things <laughs> and the stuffs. And if you find me, you can ask for a Geek Point. Making notes and buy me a ch- and buy me a churro okay no i not sure i right. only eat churros at disney world if you want to take me to disney world and buy me a churro i'm in let's go we can eat a churro while staring at uh, aliens of star wars that'd be fun joe yeah wrap this thing up will you
1: please all right well you can find me on twitter at Demorgus. uh you can follow this podcast across all the social medias at the geekiest pod you can also find our store at the geekiest pod dot my dot com uh you can find me usually as the dm of the not safe for wizards fifth edition actually podcast but in a little bit of time, I'm going to be switching over and being a player. So there's that. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, wow, that Joe sounds pretty cool, even though he was a little bit of a dick earlier when, when he used his DM voice. Uh, but still, he sounds like he knows DD stuff because he knows d d stuff. Uh, you can hire me at, mine, at from Mindflade Mondays, uh, either as... Uh, in person if you're in south florida or uh remotely if you're not in south florida um, so it's dot um as i pointed out uh i'll be participating in t- the next two weeks i'll be participating in two different charity uh live streams uh pay attention to our socials because i'll be uh sharing that across not safe for wizards and the geekiest podcast and my own so uh this weekend is uh, Weave Racer. Uh, it's basically Mario Kart as a TTRPG. Um, we're raising money for Emerge, which is a domestic violence charity in Phoenix, Arizona, I believe. And the week weekend after that, I'll be joining with Alex and Jeremy and Morgan and uh, David from the... Uh, From Afar podcast and uh, man, the other people's names escape me at the moment. Um, Morgan will be DMing uh, and we are raising money for the children's hospital of Los Angeles, uh, which is part of the St. Jude's network. uh, And uh, just keep an eye out for that. Um, And uh, while Alex did mention, you know, the, the good things we're doing um, for those who contribute. We're going to have prizes to give away and raffles and all sorts of really cool stuff. So uh, keep paying attention to the socials for this podcast, Not Safe for Wizards, uh, Dungeons and Dummies, Mind Flayed Mondays. We're all putting it out there so you can see what we're doing. Um, And we're doing it for a good cause. So please, if you can, uh, donate to one or both of the charities that we're going to be playing for. Um, and, uh, if you can't just kind of do some signal boosting then for us, please. Thank you. <sighs> um, I feel like after like two and a half years, the litany of taking care, not getting of sick, kind of getting old. If you don't know it by now, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, but do the things so you don't get the the COVID, um, because or the monkeypox, or the monkeypox. Uh, apparently, I have some friends who have gotten this uh, another variant of COVID and it took them out for a while and they were double vaxxed and everything, so or vaxxed and double boosted. So, um, even friend of the show, uh, Dave, uh, B. Dave Walters. Uh, he has, he is finally after 12 days, uh, from when he tested positive has finally tested negative for COVID. So guys, it's out there. It's still pretty bad. Please do the things you need to take care of yourselves because we kind of like you being our listeners. Um, and as always, we believe black lives matter, trans rights are human rights. Love is love and, uh, their body, their choice thank you for listening this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week when we should have another guest, but uh, I make no guarantees.
5: Leave the world a better place than you found it, kids.
1: Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, Two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be Share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.